Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show. It's the Banter Pod for the month of December. Merry Christmas to all who celebrate. Uh, we are coming to you live from an undisclosed location at OMP. That's one Mount Pleasant for people who are not familiar with uh, where the Rogers office is. We yeah, have come sixth in. Sixth floor. Six, okay, yeah, sixth floor. Turn this, right this, off the elevator. This is the room where I interviewed Utah Watanabe on the show. Yeah, I don't think the Suns have won a game since. Yeah, it's okay, though. It's all good, man. It's all good. We, uh, we, we've taken a lot of questions. Uh, but most importantly, we've, we've just got back from uh, from Chinese Buffet. So big thanks to First Mommy, a.k.a. Alex's sister, for inviting us to uh, a nice little pre-pod lunch, which is uh, what I'm going to call it. So how you doing, man? You good? Yeah, it was good, man. Buffet was good. Yeah. I feel like we didn't go too hard at the buffet because we had a buffet last night at House of Gourmet. Yeah. Chelsea Young. Chelsea Young. And, and the rest of the crew. And I think this is the first time in my life and maybe your life, too, that we've had Peking Duck. Um, back-to-back days. Yeah. No, this is crazy. This is like when DeMar DeRozan hit game winners on December 31st and then hit another game winner on January 1st the next day. So, yeah, it's like the – I mean, what would you describe Peking Duck? Peking Duck is like the – for me, it's like the height of luxury. It is luxury. Food, for, at least for Chinese food. It is luxury. So. But yeah. Peking Duck – yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess is shark fin soup canceled? Uh, 100% it's canceled. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never Yao mind. Ming literally went back to China and was like, guys, stop drinking the soup. So. Oh, he's anti shark fin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because that used to be like a like a luxury thing too, I feel like. Okay. So yes. I guess that's all we have. We have abalone still. That's, that's fine. That's yeah. Fine. People are cool with that. People don't even know what abalone looks like. <laughs> What does Avalon look like? No, I can't say it. Yeah, look it up, man. Yeah. Anyways, happy holidays. We we have questions for you. I'm busting off the Robitussin right now. Uh huh. Um, you know, this is another another flu game, regular flu. <laughs> not not COVID illness. Like, like no. how the entire NBA has been has been getting how the entire illness. office. Every time someone from our office comes back from vacation. Uh, and it mysteriously has the cold. Yeah. And we just keep pushing. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we do have questions. We'll get to that. But I guess we should open talking about the Raptors. Yeah, what's up, man? The good old rap. So we're recording this before they play Washington. That's right. If the pod doesn't run long, it's because we have run into the Raptors tip-off against the Washington Wizards, which is in about three hours. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be two, right two hour max. Two hour max wow. over here. Okay. So... Yeah, man. So if something horrific happens against the Wizards, like we're not going to talk about it here. But okay, hold on. Let me ask you this. Yeah, what's up? When the Raptors lost against the Jazz, did it even hurt you? Because it didn't hurt me at all. Like, and it's the first time in a long yeah. time where I feel like the Raptors blew a game. You say this every year, though. No, but like I wasn't hurt at all. Like it was just funny. We were in the booth together. We weren't like, oh man, like you know, like it was just like, oh yeah, okay, all right, Jordan Clarkson again. Like you were cheering for Jordan Clarkson like halfway through. Yeah, JC. Yeah, yeah. That's that's because you know we were having a good time. <laughs> in the booth. You know what? Nothing else can be said. It was my ha- birthday. That's all. It was happy holidays. Yeah, happy birthday to you. Definitely want to get Thank to you. that. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think I think we know what this team is and isn't. And, you know, as, pe- as you're going to see by the questions, I think every year there's like a theme. Last year, would you say the theme was, I think a lot of people were on Fred. Yeah. A lot of people were on Nick. Yep. And it's interesting that both of them are gone. Mm-hmm. And now everybody has to kind of just look at this team in the mirror again and be like, okay, they're still not good enough. So now the attention's turned towards our front office. I mean, like, I know all jokes aside, like, yeah. you know, like we always say like Twitter's not real life and like X. Yeah. 
But it is very reflective when you see the conversations that are going on there right now. Sure. And even people creating these like uh, petitions for saw that, yeah, yeah signatures petition. that people want to like get Bobby and, and Masai to like resign. Uh-huh. Like if you think about this three, four years ago, like, you know, like how, how did we get here? I mean, I know how we got here, but, uh, well, you know, like it, we're it, here now. Must I remind you, the last time the Raptors were involved in a petition on change.org, it was much worse than this one. Actually, remind me. Uh, it was involving Pascal Siakam after the bubble performance. Oh, yo, that was terrible. So I don't know what we got to do as a fan base to get off Change.org, but let's stop. Yeah. That's not the platform for us. Let's okay. be honest. Okay, okay. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I think it's funny because I still think that it's too bright in here. The but, yeah. point guard play. I mean, there's not too bright in here, man. It's only like four lightly <laughs> dimmed lights. We're like man. in a fake library right now. Yeah. Um, okay. No, yeah, but Raptors. Like, Last year, I thought, obviously, as you mentioned, you know, Nick was um, Nick was kind of quitting on the team. Uh, and then, like, the Fred thing just wasn't working out. I feel like they didn't address either issue this summer. Like, I don't think Darko is in any way, like, an upgrade over Nick, at least in terms of tactics. Yeah, so you've been... I think you- Nick kind of just spoiled us, man. Nick would always come with something crazy. Like, even if, even if the, it wasn't working, even if it was a stupid thing that ultimately doomed the Raptors, like... He really tried to do something crazy each time out. And, like, mm. even if the Raptors were underdogs against a lot of these teams, like, when we play the, the Sixers, for example, it's just like, yo, we always had something for Embiid. And, like, maybe Maxi kills us anyway, but we had a way to, like, at least, like, try to, like, punch up. I don't feel like we have any punch up. Like, when, we, when I see the Celtics on the schedule, which is later this week, yeah. when I see the Sixers on the schedule, teams like this, like, I actually don't have any faith that we'll even compete. Like, it's or an try auto to L. Them. It's an exactly. It's an automatic L, um, because I don't think we have anything creative tactically. And whatever, I, I guess I'm not expecting Darko to like reinvent basketball. But this roster is not very talented. So like, I actually do need you to come through with something like really, really good. Like win the margins. And I don't feel like we do that. And then of course I think like Dennis is just a worse fit than Fred even was. Damn man. Like no, I mean like you need Spread shooting. The program. You need sh- yeah. Shouts to Dennis. He's, he's great. You know, um, I know people had conspiracies about us with Fred last year. It's all true this year with Dennis. Uh, no, but like Dennis does a lot of good things well, but largely you need spacing with the starting lineup. Like we are in 2020. We're about to be in 2024 mm. and we have one shooter in the starting lineup, man. Yeah, that was one of the questions as well. How's a that lot possible? of the things you're talking about is a lot of the things that I think the fan base is feeling. So, like, what? I mean, obviously, you can always put everything on the front office because they're the ones ultimately responsible for all this. But, like, I do think that we have to look once again at the two problems last year where they didn't fix it, you know? But that's a, isn't that a front office? It is a front office. That they, I agree. They didn't yeah. take care of it. When you've, been, you've been going hard at Darko. Yeah. Well, I mean... At what, point, at what point were you like, yo... Like, at what point during the season was there a game or something where you're like, yo, Darko's not that dude? I mean, or did it just slowly like over time? I I think the thing with Darko is I really wanted to um, buy in and and, and appreciate the difference in approach. It's going to be a more personal approach, which I think that, you know, they probably needed. Um, You wanted to hear the words development because you wanted to see the players at the end of the roster become better than what they are. Because right now, Malachi, similar to last year, is not like very productive. Um, Precious, similar to the last few years, has some flashes of like good basketball, but also has like really bad flashes of bad basketball, like really simple mistakes. Mm-hmm. So you want to hear development because you needed these guys on the roster to to change. So long as you're not actually going to change the roster, which doesn't seem like the front office has had the opportunity to do that right now. Um, 
or they haven't shown the willingness or whatever you want to say. Um, they haven't changed the roster. So I, I like Darko coming in. Um, it was strange that we'd never heard too much about it. Like I remember even talking about it throughout the summer when we did the pod was just like, you know, it's great that Darko says like, yes, I want Jacoproto to have the ball more. Yes, I want OG to have the ball more. Yes, I want to see Scotty Barnes have the says ball yes more. says yes a lot, man. He loves saying yes, right? But like, Okay, at a certain point, I would love to know, like, what his specific strategies and schemes were. That was some conversation we had in the summertime. Just about, like, what do you actually want to do? Like, what do you want to do differently with the group? And I just, I never really get that sense. Like, first off, he's stuck with the starting lineup. That's, like, the most obvious thing. His thing was, like, well, if we change the starting lineup, we're going to affect the rest of the rotation. I think what he means by that is if you bench Dennis Schroeder, then you're bringing two point guards off the bench with Dennis and Malachi, which problem is you don't need Malachi. Thing is, you don't need Malachi, really, if you're going to try to play competitive basketball, but you need to develop. So, like, he's got, like, all these parameters that he come into it with, and I do feel like he hasn't tried that many things, but he's already out of ideas. Do you know what I mean? Like, game-wise, there's not new ideas being presented. Do you think he's handcuffed in a way? I mean, yeah, of course. In terms of, like, do you think he has full autonomy to be making these decisions? Like, can he just, you know, come in tonight and be like, yo, I'm taking these two guys out of the starting lineup? Well, if you recall last year, Nick actually did something like this, where he benched Gary and Scotty in the same game, Mm -hmm. and he started Thad Young and and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Yeah, how did that work? Well, it didn't work because the next game, like, you know, that's when you started hearing some of the, the displeasure in terms of, like, Masai having to come to meet with Scotty and stuff like that. Like, he was not happy. You could, you could even think about the post-game press conference of that one. He was not happy yeah. uh, in, in that presser. Um, and, and, like, why would you be happy? Scotty's, like, definitely one of the five best players on the team. He should not be benched for Thad Young and Juancho Hernan Gomez. I feel right? like that was the downfall, starting of the downfall for the team last season. I agree. I agree. That's when it really started Nick started to calling unravel. out guys like Gary and Precious around that time as well. Yeah, the tough thing about the Nick yeah. Darko thing is, like, like, both things can be true. Like, I think Nick needed to go, but also, like, Darko maybe is not the right hire. I, I'm also yeah. But then I kind of blame the front office, too, if, if you were to look back. Like, I don't know, man. We were kind of hard on Nick, too. We were hard on Nick, but, like, I mean, look, I'm going to be hard on anybody who checks out on the team. He literally said in Philadelphia, he's like, yo, I got to think about my future. Meanwhile, like, he's in the place that he's fully going next to. You know what yeah. I mean? But this was not like like he was that was some that was dirty macking like he Nick Nurse literally dirty macked us man that was nasty what he but did. But it's also crazy that the relationship between like the coach in Nick and the front office yeah can fall apart so fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like that worries me too. Looking, but they at also the didn't f- pay him like the extensions and all that kind of stuff. Wasn't yeah. there a little bit of talk of like what? Because even at the start of the season, they were like, "Well, the Lakers might come in for Nick," and Masai's words were like, "They dream like I dream." Yeah, you know, like I want Messi, I want Ronaldo. Which is always his go-to. You know what? Actually, and then, the, and then the, we got close looking funny now that we're losing. And then we but. got Jaden McDaniels, man. Jaden or Jalen? I don't <laughs> like, even. Like, yeah, they more. got Jaden McDaniels, but we got Jalen <laughs> McDaniels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think the whole thing just goes back to like how much, like how locked in is the front office, man. Like the front office has not seemed locked in. It's like, hard to say because the th- stuff does not add up when you go back like a couple years now. I think the hardest thing with the evaluating the front office. Um, is that they have the least transparent job. Players have the most transparent job. You can see them on the floor. We evaluate them. We see their film. We see their highlights, their stats. You know, everything is super accessible. Um, Coaches, I think, to a large degree, are kind of, like, opaque. Like, you see some of the things that they do, but, like, also some of the things you can't necessarily reveal. 
um, in terms of like who he's backing in the media, how he's sort of mm-hmm. going with certain guys, um, what he's like specifically planning. But for the most part, you can see like ideas. Like if you play a zone, like I, I see that you have, you know, done something differently, whatever. Front office wise, like all you have to go on are like little pieces of information that are like maybe true, maybe not true. Maybe they're agenda driven. Maybe they're not entirely true. Right. So it's like at the end of the day, it's a little bit hard. So you got to take a longer view in terms of like what a front office does. But like it's I mean, you could say all this, but the last three years, like what kind of wins did we have front office wise? Like was letting Nick go, which, by the way, Nick saw a year out of left on a contract. I kind of wanted to get something for him. I guess not. Maybe that was unrealistic. Oh, yeah, you're pushing for like a draft pick. Like, can I have something? Like, I mean, whatever, right? You want another precious Achua? I, I would. <laughs> you, you know what? Is that what you want? You know what? Um, I, I kind of did, but like, Darko is is more of a TBD. But honestly, Darko's like three month reign as like head coach of the people Raptors, are pretty out on Darko, man. I mean, already you can already see things like, all right, he to- he told everyone to smile. He he's yeah. handing out this chain. Even after losing, he's like, "Where's he's the party?" He's not helping. He's not Here's helping himself with this stuff. It's like you know what? Uh, when asked about the starting lineup changes or what changes to his rotation, which is like the tenth straight press conference he's been asked about this, he finally snapped and he said, "It's not like I got Steph Curry on the bench," which is incredible because it disses everybody in the starting lineup. It disses the bench and it disses the front office. I think Darko should it's be asked great. that question after like every loss as it continues. But I think it's totally fair, right? Like that's why, like the the, that's why the PR staff, like even as part of the hiring process, like they put together like this idea of like, okay, let's put them through these mock interviews. Yeah, right. Which, like that was like because a big part of a coach's job is to be able to communicate not just to the players but to the public because that's the person who speaks the most every single press conference. Yeah, but not coach feels, speaks. Feels like we lean too far about prioritizing that stuff. I, well, I hear we need you. like a good X's and O's coach, you know. I hear you. Ideally, you can get both, and but, I think Nick for a long time was both. But like, you know, you still need to have the public relation part. Like, like no matter what you want to say, like, okay, it's it's out of context about the Malachi smile thing. It's out of context about like the we don't got Steph Curry on the bench thing. It's out of context about this and that. Like, at the end of the day, these things end up going buzzworthy, man. Like this, like builds around the perception around your franchise and whatever. Like, I'm sure if they're winning, these quotes sound a lot funnier, or you move them on. But like. Ultimately, like when you're losing, when you're not seeing any actual like changes in terms of the group of players who play and, and the rotations, then what you fall back on are these like little silly quotes that like, honestly, I don't I don't find them malicious. I don't think they're bad. I think maybe even the, the grand scheme of things, telling your player to be positive is a good thing. It's like a little cringy. But all of it is very cringy, man. Yeah, it's just cringe. It's very cringe. And record wise, like they're worse than last year. Much worse. And that's the thing for me. I'm like. I don't think this team is that good. I think this team should have a 500-ish level of talent and, like, production. They should be really good on defense. They should be pretty bad on offense. Like, I'll give Darko credit in terms of, like, seems like Scotty's flourishing under him. I don't know specifically what he's doing towards that, um, but I'll give him some credit for Scotty, although I want to give Scotty a lot of the credit for his own improvement, but still I'll give some to Darko. But, like, ultimately... I don't think the Pascal thing was handled great from the organization to start with. It's still really awkward. Like mm-hmm. people are like, send in Pascal Siakam to Indy. And it's like an all-star voting thing, but it's like people are taking that as like a trade, you know, um, prompt. No, the funniest is them Just trying to send OG there. Well, <laughs> show Sam and Jay Brown, but come on. Yeah, that was, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to push on multiple guys, I guess, but. Yeah, the politics behind like who to push for all-star is so funny. Every if you're year. averaging 15 points and your team is 11 and 18, 
it's a little hard to send you to Indy. Like, like are the Pistons making a push for Kate Cunningham right now? Yeah, they should, honestly. Man. He's lost Kate. 27, but he dropped 40. Yeah. Yo, this guy about to lose 40 straight while dropping 40. Oh, man. Anyways, that's what, that's what everyone's talking about, too, now. Yeah, what's up? Is, you know, the, the Pistons play the Celtics on Thursday, and then Saturday will be Raptors-Pistons. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how far we've come. Like, this is the big storyline of the season. Well, I see a lot of people are actively, like, wanting the Raptors to lose. They're like, will this finally wake up the front office? But the front office First is- of all, no. <laughs> Second of all, nobody's making moves on December 30th. <laughs> if you think they're going to, if you don't think they're working on, like, June 15th, they're definitely not working on December 30th. Oh, man. You I think MLSC is open this week or what? <laughs> I highly doubt it. Well, I mean, they'll have games and stuff. They got to put on games. Damn. Man. No, but like, so the more the Raptors lose, I feel like it actually hurts their leverage in a way. Like, I think whether or not they're going to rebuild or not, it's what not, not going to be dependent on. No, but like, it's it's way harder to, to, to deal with a team, for example, to be like, well, clearly you're going to trade these guys because you guys are like 10 games under 500 and you just lost at Detroit. Mm. You know, so I, I do think that it hurts their leverage in, in a little bit, but also at the same time, like whether they're going to rebuild or not rebuild or whatever, like that's that decision needed to be made in advance. Like it can't just be like a reaction to maybe through the season. OK, we suck. We got to rebuild like like you should have some foresight ahead of time. Like even I, I, after the jazz game, I brought up the example against like, you know, Utah, for example, Utah was a perennial 50 win team which is, like, them with Rudy and, and and Donovan was, like, a better team than the Raptors are currently, probably a higher ceiling than the Raptors have currently. And they were like, yeah, this team's not going to be good enough. We don't want to play the playoffs every year. We want to build a contender or whatever. Let's blow it up. And they totally blew it up. And then they brought in all these new pieces. But they did it not like they went into the season, like, okay, we're, we suck. Let's trade them midseason. They had the foresight to go ahead and just do it. Like, this team continuously doubles down on this thing. Like, they doubled down yeah. when they got yak. The fact that we can't even tank properly this year – like, even if the Raptors wanted a tank this year and pivot into a tank, it's almost impossible. Yo, front office got us trapped right now, man. No, like, like we're, we're legit we're, trapped. We're pigeonholed into, like, trying to win with this group, which is why it's then funny to be like, okay, let's play away from Pascal's strengths to start the season. Like, it, 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 we got to bring in a coach that doesn't have as good X's and O's as the last coach. You know? We, I, feel like, I feel like David Thorpe, the only guy who's really, like, kind of pushed the conversation about how they've treated Pascal, because, like, I don't hear about it. I don't hear about it talked a lot here, like locally, because like they've treated him like terribly. Well, I, I feel like this man just like didn't he just top crack like the top five in scoring or whatever, like all time scoring and listen, rebounding man, and assists. I don't think yeah. anybody's looking at Pascal the same way they look at like I don't know, man, like Vince or like Kyle or even like Demar. Yeah, but like Pascal's credentials are there. And it's really funny to me that, like, they had the rookie head coach and, like, even Masai, like, just, like, straight disrespecting him on, like, media days. Well, stuff. okay, this is where I, I didn't – it's my bad to not clarify this with Thorpe, that it was Masai who kind of, like, linked the two ideas together. And I don't think Darko specifically This is the selfishness stuff, About right? the selfishness. Dar- Darko just said, like, look, there's going to be a new system and, you know, p- people are going to have to fit into that. Right. Which, if you want to link it to the, the the common theme, you can. Honestly, like, there was a pretty big role change for Pascal to it start just seems like the first if, two weeks. It just seems like Darko was told to build relationships with certain guys. Yeah. And Scotty clearly one of them, because that's the most yeah. important one oh, for, for you. Sure. And I want that. Everyone wants yeah, that. Yeah, but it seemed like Pascal was not a priority in that on that front. Yeah, well, I mean... Which is, e- like, interesting to me. There was even the stuff in the offseason where it was like, why does he talk about everybody except for Pascal? Hmm. And, like, sometimes I can get a little bit, like, you know, 
it's not even a conspiracy. Sometimes it's just like you might be looking into something that's not there. But in this case, it was against the backdrop of the idea yeah. that they want. I got to be careful with this because, like, I know you don't like it too. It's like when it starts becoming like player versus player type. It's like Scotty versus Pascal type. Yeah, I mean that was a that was a big undertone for the season until they both started playing well together, and then they both playing well together, and the team still stinks. So it's Yo, like you yeah. got nobody else, man. Yeah, no, I mean I, I get it though. I, I honestly, I, I'm man, thinking in terms tough. of like just what a tough team, man. If you are a Raptor fan, like what are you a fan of right now? You know what I mean? Like I I like the team. Um, you know I love the team. I want them to like win as much as possible. That's just kind of like maybe a general idea of what my fandom is. But, like, what are people a fan of specifically right now? Like, what are you giving them to root for? Like, Scotty's Ascension, that's cool. That's great. Um, but, like, past that, like, what are you getting people to root for? It's so funny to me because they don't play good basketball and then they lose. It's not like they play pretty basketball and then they lose, which is like the Pacers right now. Like, they play pretty basketball, but they lose. But at least you could watch it and be like, oh, that was fun. Like, no, you just watch this. Like, no, we're slow, in the mud, boring basketball. Uh, they don't play optimally. They play a lot of players who realistically shouldn't be playing on most other franchises. And then afterwards, all we do is just like scream and fight at each other about like, uh, should, you know, is, is Darko like, you know, not a good coach? Is Dennis not a starting point guard? Is, you know, the team should be, should they sell? Are Bobby Masai out to lunch? Like it's, there's not a single good no, headline. they definitely anywhere. out to lunch, man. <laughs> I know where. Yeah, we do know where, but... You think Masai and Bobby go for lunch, bro? Uh, you know, uh, I would hope so. Let's just say that. I would hope so. Damn, man. I would hope so. Yeah. Say how you feel, man. Oh, well, if there were any changes in the front office, I'll definitely have a couple anecdotes to pass along. God damn. But in the meantime, let's just keep it moving, man. All right, man. First timestamp. Yeah, what's up? Let's move off the Raptors for a bit. We'll get back to it when we get to the questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so. not, like, I, like I said, there's nothing like that fun to talk about the Raptors wise. Like I know that it's a lot of Raptors questions, we do, man. We, we gotta, we gotta address all these front office allegations. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Got you. But how was your, um, how was your birthday slash Christmas, bro? Uh, birthday slash Christmas was excellent. Yo, give me your pen. Yeah. I got you, yeah. bro. Uh, birthday was sick. Birthday. Was, well, I don't, was it sick? Another I mean, low key birthday for here's you. Here's the thing. So like I said on, on the show, um, yeah, for me, birthday... It's because your mom organized a whack birthday when you were 16. <laughs> no, that's not why. That's not why. I, I can't, like I can't that was the most rude thing you've said on air. I'm so man. sorry, mom. I'm sorry. It's crazy. What was the party again that you got mad at? No, we just all like went to Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you didn't like that. No, I mean, I just like, oh, 16 years old. Like, I, I, I just, I guess I wanted to just like play yeah. video games or play guitar or something. Okay, you wanted some like, you know, more yeah. your speed. Yeah, 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 but I appreciate the idea. It's okay. It was, I was, it was, I was really, really ungrateful idea. growing up and stuff too. <laughs> Still am. Yeah, no, I know. No, but yeah, birthday is not a big thing for you. Okay, here's the thing. For my birthday, every year, like I think for everybody on their birthday, like to like reflect, take stock, yeah, everything like that, right? Um, usually, when I like do that and I go through that exercise, I generally like don't like what I have like taken stock at the end of the time. Damn. So that's why I don't like my birthday because like there's like you need a, those benefits to activate on the, <laughs> first. Man, please go back to therapy. There's a there's an inherent there's like an inherent like expectation. That's deep, there's an ex, there, there's an inherent expectation that like you're gonna be happy on your birthday. Yeah. But every time I take stock of my life, I'm not fully happy. Damn. And so like it's just like, it's like weird dichotomy. And yeah. so I try to do things on my birthday that will like at least sort of like offset that like that gap. 
So, yeah. so birthdays are like very introspective spot for, for you, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, the Raptors always play on the December twenty third. So I'm always like, I'm like covering yeah. Raptors, Pacers. I'm covering Raptors, OKC, Raptors, yeah. Jazz. Like Probably nobody's like, idea yeah. of a birthday is to go to Raptors, Jazz. No offense. Or that, co- that COVID, that COVID game when they were playing Cleveland. I'm pretty sure it was around the 23rd. Yeah. Well, that was no, that was 26. Oh man, that was 26. I, I covered birthday. that from my uh, my partner's. Uh, parents house which was which was a little awkward to be like Man. i'm leaving dinner so i can cover utah watanabe and, and delano banton as the number yeah, one i sort of god didn't they try to sign nick stauskas that game or something yeah they yeah, tried yeah. to sign like some canadians or something bro they literally were like uber eating players at the game like we and had like half of them tested positive Jawan the morgan there. uh oh man Yo, that was crazy. They signed the Blake Murphy All-Stars for that game. Man, <laughs> they, so, yeah, so low-key birthday again. So it was a low-key birthday again. Yeah. And, like, people in my life now, like, mostly understand that, like, okay, even though it's my birthday, I actually don't want to do anything. Yeah. Other than try to, like, avoid that thought it's my birthday. But this time around, I still kind of, like, opened up myself a little bit. Like, I wanted to go see a movie. Nice. I wanted to see the Raptor game. Um, you know, it was chill. Yeah, that was, that's really it, you know. It was, it was mostly work, I'm not going to lie, but. Yeah, birthday was chill. It's also like a kind of an afterthought because everyone's just getting ready for Christmas, so no one's like, okay, let's like try to squeeze in one more random celebration. Yeah, Christmas time birthday yeah. is weird, but we should make an attempt to celebrate your birthday one of these. <laughs> oh, man, one of these this, years. After I just told you all this, you're like, yeah, but let's <laughs> let's have a birthday. Party. No, but I get it though. Yeah. I feel like people approach these like dates like very differently i mean how do you feel on your birthday man i don't really think about my birthdays that much anymore it's not that deep because i feel like i'm just like old now like you're set i mean i'm turning 40 next year yeah that's gonna be a big birthday party yeah i guess like but then it's like the birthday's gonna come around and i'm not gonna want to do anything i don't know it just feels weird to take a day to like celebrate when you can just do that all the time (laughs) (laughs) wow is that crazy No, but no, no. I hear you though. I hear you. That's a lifestyle, though. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, I find myself holidays during this period. Like this is actually my least favorite time of the year. Why? Like this holiday period between like Christmas, like New Year and stuff. Okay. I don't know, cause like, I don't have a big family here, so then like I don't have good memories of just like holidays. I feel like holidays, like Christmas holidays, like get together is supposed to be like, like. I don't know. Like, I always see people having, like, big get-togethers. Like, everybody comes together. So you want one of those holidays where it's, like, you drive up to your parents' house in, like, Oakville. There's a big (laughs) fireplace with, like, eight stockings with everyone's names on them. Uh, There's a gigantic tree with, like, 50 presents underneath. Yo, but that's what my sister had, though. Yeah. Yeah. She did have that. She also Ken and Brian. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, this time of year is when I'm just, like, I I just feel like, the rhythms are off. Uh-huh. There's no routine. You don't know what day of the week it is. Yo, like it's that's the only stuff. week I don't know what. Day and then of the week. weather's like terrible. Yeah. Like it's it's just like a bunch of things. Like mm. I feel like I'd never have like good holidays. Damn. Like holidays, I always gotta like fight through this period. Wow. Man, you like, gotta go we, back to therapy too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't worry. Next week, man. All right. Yeah. No, but it's like even us having that like friends dinner yesterday was like yeah. nice. Yeah. No, it's cause it's cause I don't have extended family here because all my family is in Hong you. Kong. Yeah. I'm going to see y'all in May. Um, <laughs> but it's like, okay. no, I think that's the one part I always miss about like being, like yeah. being here. 
Okay. It's like my extended family is not here, you know. But how connected and are And everybody you? knows my 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 immediate family's dynamics. Yeah. Uh yes. Uh <laughs> well, we, man, we, you always tell me I can't say that on the show, so we're going to skip past that. <laughs> yeah. No, but like how close are you to extended family? No, but family? you falsely accuse my parents of being divorced. <laughs> okay, please erase There's that. There's no from paperwork. The pod. Please erase that from the pod. There's please no paperwork. Erase that from the pod. Yeah, I don't know, minutes. man. I've I've just been No, you don't need to erase that, man. No, I I've just been like I feel like this is the first year I'm like acknowledging that because okay. every year around the holidays, like I just like, like, it's just like not like a crazy, like good time. Hmm. I don't know what it is though. No, I mean, I it, feel like part of it is a lot of that family stuff. Bro, I, I mean, for me, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel that connected to my extended family. I'm not going to lie to you because I don't see them that often. I'll maybe hop on the phone with them sometimes, mm. but like, I don't really know what they're doing. You know, like, I don't know where they're at in life and something like that. Like, maybe that's just on me. I got to do a better job of connecting with people. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Are you really close to your extended family? Is that why? Like, no, I'm not now. Okay. But it's like I used to be, though. Okay. And when I first moved here, I used to, like, write letters oh, yeah, yeah. to, like, my grandparents and, like, all this stuff. Wow. I mean, a lot of them have passed away now, too. Damn. But it's like my cousins and stuff who are around the same age. Like, we've lost touch and stuff. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm, I miss a lot of that stuff. Because yeah. I think I grew, up, grew, I grew up in, like, very big, like, family gatherings and yeah. stuff. So coming here has always been like a crazy like adjustment for that. It is kind of crazy that like So I'm like anti-holidays, bro. We do live like the furthest part of the world away from our the rest of our family. It is kind of nuts like Yeah, bro. There should be some opportunity to regather and stuff like that. And like it's it's never really a thing like Yeah, I yeah. do it like once a we decade. Need, we need I'll, a I'll bullet train that takes us to Asia, bro. Oh yeah, let's build that, man. <laughs> but no, yeah. we can't even get a bullet train to go to Montreal, man. I still got to go hop on like Pop a ride or whatever. No, I don't even know what that group. is, man. It's a, it's no, a ride share. That's a, that's a, that's some civilian stuff, man. That's <laughs> like, like Viva and Markham. Man. It's like it's like fifty bucks to like reserve a, a seat in a Honda. My mom's like, I tried out the Viva the other day. I was like, Yo, please just go back to Hong Kong. Yo, that's why. You got nothing to do. Man. Why are they just sampling the transit? Yo, so Christmas though, your pops, yeah. your pops, yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Ron, yeah, yeah, received the the Leafs tickets that yes. if people listen to the show, yeah. was gifted to Will. Mm-hmm. Via source at MLSC. That's right, unnamed. Via me. So how how's um nah, you how's really, big you really Ron, got the secondary assist? On how's this. big Ron feeling about about his first ever Leafs game coming up? Man? Oh yeah. So to take people in, yeah. So um, Alice got these tickets, um, and you know my dad, who's been like a lifelong, well not lifelong, but like since he came to Canada twenty three years ago, like he's been a fan of the Leafs. Yeah, and you were telling the story, and you should tell it again. It's just like, I thought you told it briefly. You're like, yo, the hockey stuff helped him, like, assimilate or something? Yeah, that's always my thing, whereas, like, I feel like he just needed to, like, be able to talk to people at work about things. And, like, of course, he's a pretty personal guy. He's like, y'all see Coach's Corner, man? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yo, Don Cherry was wilding. Did you agree that Europeans are bad for the sport? Sergey bears it again. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, do you think Europeans are soft? Meanwhile, his his co-workers are European Turn up that Fan 590, bro. He's like, yo, Storm and Ruben was on one last night. Shouts to, shouts to Storm. Um, Storm? <laughs> no, <laughs> man. What's going on, Storm man? is crazy. No, shouts to Norm. Um, no, but it's just like you need something to like root you into like the community, right? And yeah. like I think that sports was an easy way to do that. put his foot up. He's rocking the big dumplings. <laughs> Uh, so he's he's so hockey was his like thing. Yeah, and he likes he likes watching hockey. Like you'll watch hockey. Like a lot of times, I'll come home on the weekends and he's just watching hockey. And it's not even like the least. Like sometimes it'll be like I don't know, man. Like 
like Ottawa versus Vancouver yeah, or something. Yeah, do, do you guys try to talk about that stuff? Well, we used to a lot more, but now I'm like, I just kind of tapped out of the Leafs. And I feel like in a weird way, I've tapped out of like another avenue to talk to my dad. Yeah, because what do you... what do you much more, much worse. No, we're getting free therapy here, man. Like, mm. what do you connect with your dad on, like conversation-wise? I think, I mean... Because I'm running out with mine. <laughs> Yo, man, this is what happens when your benefits run out, man. I'm creating. You gotta talk to your boy about dependent, man. Mr. Dependent. (laughs) Yo, oh my goodness. Um, what do I talk to my dad about? No, but I'm always curious about that. So I think there's like life wise that you could talk to your. I I talk to my dad about. Like, is he like, yo, how's work? Sometimes, but he's not asking. It's more like um, like like my mom kind of does a lot of that. So like. For the most of my life, like, my mom has been more the active parent. Yeah. So um, she will, like, have a lot more conversations around, like, okay, um, you know, day-to-day things. Like, you should be on top of this. You should be on top of this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, my dad kind of comes in big picture style, you know. Mm. So, like, for my brother recently, for example, they dropped him off at school. Yeah, he, like, uh, no more Uber Eats. No, nah, that's actually, that's, no, man. They're like, here's a box of Asha noodles. He's like, yo, when you're hungry, make instant noodles, Just man. boil water. He's like, Chinese people don't order Uber Eats. We just make instant noodles and just go to sleep. Um, damn, that's actually true, by the way. Uh, so he dropped them off. He dropped them off, and then he was just like, you know, son, I know sometimes life gets a little complicated. Just, um, you see, just, just, just go climb that mountain once a week, all right? Because he, he lives at the foot of, like, Oh, m- this is, like, like literal. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought he was speaking in like metaphors. No, no, no. He meant like go oh, climb yo. that mountain. That's crazy. Yeah. So then my brother actually took that advice until it got like too cold and stuff because Montreal gets cold or whatever. So he's climbing every week. So like for like two months, I would call him on Sundays and my brother would be like, yo, I'm at the top of the mountain right now. Here's crazy. a picture of the Montreal skyline. And he would like look at that and whatever. But that's like, it's like he would give more big picture life advice. Like, yeah, you know, it's like take a hike. Kind of thing. Yeah, he literally yeah, told, he told him, him to take, take a hike. hike. And it was it was not that deep, but it turned out to be that deep. Damn. So there's like some life advice you talk to my dad about. Um, I mean, I talk to him about sports a decent amount. You know, I like to talk to him about his like his hobbies, like his soccer yeah. team. So he gives me a, a weekly recap of like what he did this week. He'd be like, oh, man, we lost 3-2, but we hit the post yeah, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> in yeah, the yeah. 90th minute. Man, I was so tired. He's I like, I lost 5-4, but scored 4. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he rarely scores. But what he tells you, when he scores, I do hear a whole scouting report about how he scored. Yeah. So, so literally hobbies, you. Um, you know, it's like we talk about politics sometimes. That's all I will oh, say on man. this topic. Okay, let's skate, <laughs> let's skate past that. We'll like talk Elvis some like Sorko. Chinese politics, you know. Yeah. Uh, nah, I mean, we're not like, we're, we don't like sit down and chat for like hours or anything. Like I would say it's like easier to have conversations with my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, I feel what like what, I'm you, the what same are you talking too. about, man? I don't know, man. With Pops, we talk a lot about work. Yeah? Talk Is a lot. Is he curious about your work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes hearing about it. Um, Damn. What right. else do we talk about, man? That's why it's tough. We talk a lot about golf. Yeah? Like, he'll just lead the conversation on that. <laughs> What is hold on? What's the conversation about golf? Like, because your dad's your dad's a golf instructor. People don't know. Yeah, Um, he'll just tell me about like people that he like teaches and stuff. Got you, got you. Or like courses he's hitting up. Yeah, he's not like yo man. A five irons better than a wedge for for getting out of a sandpit or whatever. But yeah, I'm the same though. With my, it's like I just want to know how technical it was. That's all I guess. I just, I guess, I do have more conversations with my mom and stuff. Yeah. 
My dad is pretty closed off. I mean, you saw him at the UFT thing. Yeah. He chilling, man. My dad's, my dad's kind of reserved, too. Like, he's not, like... But it's also not hard to o- approach him, either. He's, like, very warm as a person. Like, yeah. I feel like my outgoing, like, whatever outgoing personality I have kind of comes from him more, more so than anything else. Damn, man. Yeah. You think you're outgoing? No. <laughs> I know I'm not outgoing. But whatever whatever bit oh, of outgoing yeah, yeah, energy yeah, yeah. I have, I think comes from him. Damn, man. No, because he was wilding when he was my age. But now he's uh, just, now he's very reserved and just stays at home. Yeah, but Pops, Pops was happy about the Leafs tickets, so. Oh, he was thrilled, man. He was, uh, well... He, yeah, he he got he he opened the present. Um, he got a for some reason you got me a youth size Leafs hat. Oh yeah. So he had to like stretch that to like the very because it's not back right. So the only right 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 only two peas on that pod. You know yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. had that at it, max extension. It, it fit him though. He had the super max extension. No, it fit him. It fit him though. So he was able I to put that photo. on his head. Uh, and then he got the little lanyard that says like you know this year yeah. first ever so Leafs game. He appreciated with his name those on it. gadgets. Yeah, no, he was he was very happy. So yeah. you guys are going Jam Fourteenth. Yes. What's what's the plan, man? Like, what time are you guys getting to the arena? Type like. So like, I, are you guys meeting downtown? Like, I believe Jam Fourteenth is a Sunday. It is a Sunday. Yeah, so he's for sure going to be free. He's going to be off. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, there's not much that my parents do on Sunday, so they're going to have to reschedule like when they drive to Mississauga to buy groceries from Foodie Mart. Yeah. But are, aside from that, like... Are you guys hitting the arena early or what? Man? Yeah, probably. I, I think like probably get down there for like, what, when are Leafs games, man? 7.30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably like 6. Get down there for 6. You check if this is a Matt name. I might, I, might, I might treat him to Shanghai 360. <laughs> I might Yo, teach him I, the spin move. <laughs> I heard I heard you were I heard you were offered a, a, a dinner a dinner like in the arena as yeah, well. Man. I, I gotta confirm. I gotta confirm. If we get the dinner, then whatever. No, you should you should take you should take the source up on that. Yeah, you know I, I may I'm, honestly I may because I think that it'll be a good experience for for him. He just loves getting free stuff anyway. Yeah, so no, he, you want that you want that full experience, man. Because yeah, you know right. that's I don't know, man. That might this might be the last Leafs game <laughs> we'll ever get plugged to. You know the funniest thing too. Leafs tickets should not be this hard. No, Leafs tickets are crazy exclusive. So. When he got the tickets, he was very quiet for a while. And then he was like, thank you. Like, this is very nice. And then he said, um, you know, the, the the Red Wings suck. Mm. That's probably why these tickets were available. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. All right, hating, let's, eh? let's slander Let's slander the Red Wings. And then I was like, no, Dad, it's going to be a really fun game. He's like, okay, yeah, I agree. And then he was like sitting off to a, for a while. And he was, I, he was on his phone. I didn't know what he was looking at. And he's like, son. The Leafs are on a back-to-back. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. I was like, no, oh, he's wow. studying. You breaking this thing down. So there's that portion. And then the I came home two days after. Um, and he was like he was like kinda wanted to tell me something, but then he didn't want to say it. So my mom said it. My mom mm. was like, you know, your dad was thinking more about the Leafs tickets. He's been thinking about the Leafs tickets for the last two days. And he's like, he thinks that you came up with this story that you got these tickets for from Clout when we're realistically you bought him these tickets. Oh, and yo. you just want to trick him into going to yo, games. Yo, Asian parent conspiracy <laughs> theories. And I was like, I had to explain to my dad how yo. Clout works, and he was like, Oh, okay, I suppose. Yo, how do they say Clout in Mandarin, man? Clout. <laughs> No, it was crazy. I was like, no, dad, I didn't secretly pay for these tickets and then make up a whole story. Yo, like, he's, you he have Kalao? No, because he thought that like, I just needed to find a cover to spend that much money on. Yo, Asian parent conspiracy yeah. theories. No, man. dad, man, it, you deserve this, man. Honestly. No, parents, Asian parents be like spending too much time thinking about stuff and then creating conspiracy theories, man. No, it's true. It's no, true. this is a real thing. Just man. enjoy, you know? Sometimes you get blessed with uh, Leafs Red Wings tickets, you know? Damn, man. I can't name a single player on the Red Wings these days, but... Honestly, I can't either, man. Abdul Cater? 
Hockey, what? <laughs> hockey might not. Yeah, hockey is just not an inclusive sport, man. Nick Lidstrom? <laughs> like, who's really who's being inclusive team, about man? hockey, man? Bro, I'm I'm telling you, you put a gun in my head, I will I will I will die. No, bro. I will die. I will have to serve six Ja Morant suspensions, man. <laughs> Holy Yo, I I do not know anybody on the Red Wings. Man. But I'll, I'll study it. I'll study. I, I want to make sure I have like good like things. I gotta maybe like cram like one or two Leafs games. Yeah. Maybe listen to a couple of like JD and, and Sam McKee's post game pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Hit listen that. to like an episode of Kipper and Born. Hit that Kipper and Born, man. Because I, I don't even know what's happening with the Leafs at all. So mm. I don't want to be able to get to the game and then have nothing to talk to my dad about. Yeah. That I hope a it's nightmare. a good game, you know? Like that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you don't want to go and it's like yeah. three nothing Red Wings type beat. Yeah, I want I want I want Matthews to score so my dad can throw his youth <laughs> Leafs hat into the center of the Yo, ice. you think Pops would throw the hat on the hat trick? <laughs> no, man. He's way too cheap for that. Damn, man. Yeah. No, we should No, have it's a- great though. He's gonna wear his jersey. It's gonna be a great time, man. I appreciate you for setting this up. No, so. no, honestly, this is a hockey assist, man. No, it was literally this a hockey. This is legit assist. a hockey assist. We gave out gifts, me, you, and Blake, and somehow I spent zero dollars in that yeah. game. Man. Well, it's all good, man. That was legendary. Yeah. Um, what else, man? Oh yeah, RIP to Mahana Civic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened you know, with Mahana We briefly Civic? mentioned this, but um yeah, it's done, man. Caught okay. fire on the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take us through. So like you're just driving normally? Yo, like did you do so- something? So I'm driving, you know, I'm visiting my parents in okay. Richmond Hill. So you're coming back DVP. So I'm coming back. And on the way back to, I drop off, you know, shouts to a uh, Raptor show listener, Terrence. Okay. He lives two minutes from my parents. Oh, nice, nice. So he wanted some book signs. So I went over there. Shout out Terrence and Jen. And then I head back. Yeah, I'm on the DVP listening to like, you know, Fan 590 type beat. Were you driving like fast? like? So it was raining like- and stuff. Okay. And then like... I get on the gardener and I'm like almost home. And then like, cause it's raining outside when you're driving, you like, you know, there's water splashing uh-huh. or sometimes like steam or whatever. So I'm like not noticing that it's actually my car, that the steam is coming out of the front of my car. Oh, shit. so then, but then I started realizing, I'm like, yo, why is every car behind me like moving out of my lane? Uh-huh. Cause from them, the perspective is like, they just see a car just like, enveloped in like smoke basically wow. okay so it's like kind of crazy dangerous so i pull off and then i turn to the my side car. of the road here no, son do you know what yo, i'm stopping you for yo i pulled off <laughs> okay sorry off the highway yeah and for people that want to visualize this i'm on spadina and bremner yeah yeah got you like, so I'm where right the blue jays there. play yeah i'm right there on the corner and like my car just won't i'm like freaking out at this point so i turn my car off but i'm like yo if i leave my car here like it's gonna be the worst spot like, it's such a busy intersection. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I can't just dead my car here. So I turn my car back on, roll it to, like, Navy Wharf Court, mm. which is, like, right next, mm-hmm. right across from a condo, like, parking lot, park my car, and that's where, where it just, you know, that's that's where the journey ended, man. Damn. Journey it almost ended. got you home. Called, you, you told, yeah, yeah. You were very close from there. I could see my condo as I was waiting 90 minutes for CAA. Uh-huh. You could have just my fourth home. favorite agency <laughs> Yo, that's in crazy. sports. <laughs> that actually yeah, is, but show us the CAA, man. Yeah. yeah, all right. Real efficient type. Are we are we still shouting on CAA after the whole uh, Shohei thing or no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no shout. But anyways, CAA. so the car's done, and now, like it's totally done. Like, what was her diagnosis? So like, it cost it's gonna cost four thousand dollars to fix it. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, yo, the cost, like the value of the car is probably like 400 bucks. <laughs> yo, he's not even kidding, man. This car is no, so no, no, old, it's yo. done. Yo. So then I had a Cha Time um, Markham event uh-huh, yeah. the next weekend. 
And shouts to everybody again. Shouts to the same 25 Asians. Yeah, that's Same right. Asian 25 times. These are the most super surf fans oh, no. in, the, in the world. And that was crazy because, like, one of the fans, one of the listeners, um, Suzanne? Susan? <laughs> Tell me which one it is when you hear this. Okay. She actually won the raffle, too, because we we're raffling nice, off nice, of the thing. Nice. So she got Hello and Welcome hat and stuff. But she was telling me how she has a 2006 Honda Civic. Uh-huh. That, like, I think her husband and her, like, don't really use. Wow. So we're trying to, like, maybe get a deal done on that. What's a deal look like? Like <laughs> I don't know, because I need all the information, like, how many clicks is on it. Oh, okay, okay, got you. All this stuff. Are you actually going to buy it? I want to see, like, what the price is on Oh, you got to test drive that thing, too, man. Yeah, so wow. I'm just looking. I'm, I'm in the well, market for a car. So well, why not go for, like, an actual new car now? I mean, I know your whole thing was you, you drive an old car. But I, like, but I just be driving this brick, like, three, four <laughs> times a month, like. I don't need, like, I need a car that I can just, like, mess up, you know? <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. No, so. All you do is drive the market and come so home. That's then, it. That's actually all you go. So then on Christmas, I borrowed my um, my dad's Nissan Altima. Mm-hmm. So this is my first time that I drove since the Civic died. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I drive the Altima, whatever. Like, there's this whole thing. Like I You're pick like, up, what's this button? It says Bluetooth. <laughs> Yo, I pick up my mom. Like, we drop the car off, like, at my sister's because we're hanging out. Uh-huh. And I park it on the side street. And then we come back outside, like, when we're done at the end of the night, and there's a giant dent on the front bumper. What? Bruh. And then my mom's like, yo, this looks crazy. I'm like, nah, it's probably there. Like, it's been there. So then my mom takes the car home, and the next day my dad calls me, and he's like, yo, someone left a note. Uh-huh. Someone actually left a note on the car. Yeah. And today my sister confirmed it's a neighbor that she knows. Oh, wow. Like, she hit the Altima. Okay. So now she's Were got- Were you at fault? Like, did you park no, partially no, 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 in the driveway no. or So she, she, like, she's got to pay for the- um, Oh, okay. She's got to pay for the quote. Okay. Which I got to check my emails right now. Okay. No, but, um, this guy, this guy yo, I'm under a car curse right now, man. Yeah. The first time I take the other car, I get into something. So how does a quote work? So do they only pay for the damages, or did they give you like a X amount of amount of money? Because I'm I'm not a driver at all, so I don't even know how. Yeah, this yeah. So to my go. dad went to the shop and got a quote. Okay, so then they're just gonna cover the. So cost they'll of yeah. I mean, assuming oh, okay. they'll just agree to that. So. Uh, I figured they would toss you an extra bit of money and then use the extra bit of money to buy your like next used car. No, nah, but it's kind of crazy that right. like it's literally a neighbor, because I showed my sister the note, and it's someone that she knows. Yeah. Anyways. That's right. my update right now. Still in the market for cars, bro. I mean, I'm just telling you, you're, you're, you're the O six, the the O one Honda Civic was like a real like character in your life. So I, I, I know, want people man. to understand that this is a big loss for him. No, I feel lost right now. Yeah, bro. like you've been driven, you've been driving that car for like 15 years minimum. No, it's it's been a while, man. Yeah. All right, next timestamp, man. All right, let's get to these questions. Let's go. No what breaks. We, what, do we, what do we got, man? No breaks, man. All right. So we got front office slash serious Raptors. Uh huh. We got fun Raptors. Oh, there's, there's fun Raptors. I actually don't and, think and that then, that exists anymore. And then we have a Sorted. Okay. I saw you a whole so, song in here for Scotty Barnes. So can I? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, appreciate everybody who couldn't get to all the questions as always. Yeah. Can I get to my favorite question first? Yeah, go ahead, man. What do you want? This is from, um, hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Sozia? She was huh? on Raptors Moments Pod. You remember oh, that one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo. She's a MCI grad, too. Yeah, yeah, you guys know each yeah, other. Yeah, no, I mean, no. Or you guys, one, <laughs> you guys know each other the same way like Kikuchi and Otani know <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it yeah, is. Yeah, there's a sushi restaurant being booked as we speak. Okay, <laughs> this one I like. If Will, uh-huh. Blake, and Alex worked at the Bear, yeah. who's getting fired first? Oh. Yeah. Wow. This one's sick. 
First of all, first of all, I would be I would be the accountant. You be because oh. I, I I ain't gonna be in the kitchen. Oh really? Yeah. So you know, I would I've, be I've I always, would be the books. I would be I would be that girl balancing the books. Okay. What was her name? Natalie. I think so. Yeah. yeah okay. That would be Shouts me. Natalie. Yeah. Well, you you got some parental trauma too, so it's actually perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is <laughs> this this slots in perfect. You and Blake. You and Blake are like both yeah. intense in your own way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We got like a little like. Um, you guys have Richie. like different frequencies of like intensity. We got like Carmi and Richie like intensity. Yeah, because you guys are yeah. like, you guys are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys are both intense. Yes, but we never are. in the same way. Yeah, we're both like very committed to the Raptor show and like giving the best Raptors coverage possible. Yeah, but we come at it from and very I'm just different in perspectives. The back doing the books. <laughs> no, okay. Um, that's actually a thing. That's pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Who would get fired first? Um, so honestly, I've always kind of wanted to. Like, I, I don't know. There's like a phase of your life where you get to do these like. I don't know, like more startup level jobs, I suppose. Mm. I don't, I'm not trying to insult these Just jobs. It's not the cutco again. No, no, no. But like, exactly. Like, my, my like high school job was like, okay, I'm going to sell some knives. Or like, mm. my like university job was like, I'm going to sell some like school uniforms, stuff like that. So, was, I guess more in retail. But like, I've always kind of thought that I would have been decent as like a prep cook or like a line cook or something like that. Okay. I feel like I'm actually quite good at like executing like orders in a quickly ordered fashion and, and dealing with like a high volume of orders at once. Like, yeah. This is like a, I have nothing to back this up. I just like when I watch these like food shows. You think you could do it? I'm always not looking at the head chef. I'm looking at the, whoever the guy the head chef is yelling at. Mm, the bump. yeah, the guy who plates, the guy who like sous yeah, yeah, eggs yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like I would love to to do that sometime. Okay. I mean, I don't think that my career has anything to do with that. Currently. So you're not trying to be Carmi or whatever. No, no, no. I guess I would be like I'd rather be like like Tina, like the. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Like I, I want to be like a Tina or like um, even the, the dessert chef guy. He was pretty sick. Oh yeah, yeah. But who would get they fired sent first? Sent him to Copenhagen to oh, learn one man. thing. Realistically, probably me. You think so? <laughs> probably uh, me, man. Let me like, come on. I, I think. Yeah, you ever, I think, you ever I think been I fired at a for a job? Before? No, never. Have never. you never been fired? I've never been fired. Damn. I've never even got a bad review from my boss. I'm not I got lie fired you, from Loblaws after my first shift, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, man? I worked in the produce section. Okay. I think I was just really slow. That's it? Bro, they yeah, fired bro. you for being slow. Yo, and then, I had to go, and then I had to go collect a check for like 30 bucks. Yo, that's not And like, I had to go in every two weeks because they just like no. didn't have it. It was no, so embarrassing. Wage for your error was, I had to go, was I had to go, six bucks an hour. I had to go man. ask to speak to like the produce manager, man. No, this guy had and to he's talk like, to Galen Weston. I just Weston. fired you. He's like, Galen, please give me $30. Yo, I needed that 30 man. Go to the casino. But Yo, damn, crazy. you've never been fired. No, I've never been fired. I never even received a bad review ever, man. Oh man, I can't speak on. I that. feel like I'm an eager. I'm a, I'm a very eager worker. I think that's that might be my personality type, man. Yeah, I commit myself fully to these jobs. Getting fired hits different, man. I just I can't envision a scenario where Blake ever gets fired. And if you're doing accounting, you'd be the one doing the firing. So yeah, I guess that just leaves me. But getting, that's a great question. Getting fired is like a life experience. I feel like everyone should go through. Man. So did you like? Was is it like? Do you feel shame? Like, um. What, what what was your emotions with that? I was okay, man. I was yeah. like, yo, I'm not a blue collar worker, man. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm white collar, bro. R.I.P. Yeah. Harry Rosen. Yo. Um, what? You I not? know, okay. no, nah, man. But there's blue collar right. and white collar people. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Right? But like, do you see yourself as blue collar? I feel like I can you wear do either a, collar. You do a freaking radio show. You can't be 
no, blue I'm, collar. I'm not blue collar, but like I don't mind working. Like I actually kind of like like you like grunt work. I I don't I don't think anyone likes grunt work, but I yeah. enjoy like the camaraderie of like working at like even a menial task as long as it's with people. Mm. I don't want to do grunt work alone. Like I, I right, can't right. be like a long haul driver or something like that. Yeah. Again, no offense to people who do these jobs. No, no, that's, that's like long haul drivers. Number, of num- number one man. listener of podcasting is probably long haul drivers. No, legit, or, or people who ship to Zitos, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts to you guys. Damn. Okay, no, but I'm, like I probably couldn't do that alone. But I actually kind of yeah. like 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 I don't know, man. Like for a while, like <sighs> it's not grunt work because it wasn't physical. Like it wasn't like exhausting, like a construction or something like that. But mm. like. I don't know, like, when I was working at the score, like, the, the whole task was trawl the internet, go through Twitter, go through uh, every website pretty much that writes about basketball, look at interesting stories, take those into account, write up injuries, write up, like, highlights, mm. and just write, like, 10 stories per eight-hour shift and just put them out as quickly as possible, as many as possible. And, like, yeah, like, in a, in a way, it was Yo, kind that was of like, That was a content factory, man. It was a, yeah, it was, it was like, a, it was a factory, I guess, in, in the sense that you did it largely online. But, the, yeah, it was, you're just creating content. Damn. Kind of ripping content, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I guess that's aggregation, that's the game. You do give credit, of course. But Your most blue-collar work was aggregating content. No, my most blue-collar work was selling knives door-to-door. And then the other one was <laughs> RJ McCarthy's, man. Shout out to RJ McCarthy's. Oh, that's a uniform, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, man. I don't know. I'm gonna keep avoiding these Raptors ones because I really don't want to talk about the Raptors. Wow. Okay. Right now. All right. Um, Let's go. What were your go-to punishments as a child? Oh wow. Um, man, how am I gonna expose my parents? Man. Okay. <clears throat> we can pass on this if you want. No, no, no. I think so. What's important to explain here is that there are cultural mm-hmm. differences in how people are in terms of what is like acceptable parenting or what is even like good parenting and effective parenting, and there is like really different philosophies on this i'm not here to say what's right and wrong um i don't oh even boy. have a child that so sound like, like sammy sosa before <laughs> the steroids trial right now man i'm like i don't speak english holy and I'm white all of a sudden yo it's <laughs> never good interpreter it's never good when you're like i'm not here to say what's right or wrong man yo but you know by what the way mean? i'm skipping this one P- you go punishment ahead. is cultural like it really is culture so like mm. I, I don't know. There's just different like societal slap on norms. the wrist type. Yeah, slap on the wrist, mm. maybe a little bit more than that. Mm. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Um, well, obviously, I think the like, child abuse is absolutely a hard line. Like, I would personally not do that. I would not condone that either. Um, no, I get what you're saying, though, man. It's but, like, like yeah. Asians come from well, a strict culture, man. So, yeah, for example, for me, like, um, when I was, I, I did one year of school in China. So, I did grade one in China. Yeah. And I remember, like, talking in the back of the class, and then my teacher literally, like, th- whipped a piece of chalk yo, yo, at me. That's not acceptable, man. Like, at the back of the room, like, no, no. like, like even, a darts, Even like. strict, like, that's not acceptable, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually wild. Okay. I think, right, I think something right. that people don't know is, like, yeah, yeah. like, I did school in Hong Kong as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. Did you get chalk whipped? Up to, like, grade two. Yeah, up to grade two. No, definitely didn't get chalk, but it's, ruler? like. No ruler? No. People don't. Catholic school, vicious as Roman rule? Oh man, people that, that don't. That kind of style. No. Is that Coldplay? Um, people no, that's, don't. Yo, that's your that's your that's your boys, man. Oh, I thought it was Coldplay. Um, yeah, right. people don't know that like, like schooling education in Asia is like eight hundred times more intense than here. It's the number one thing that like I Asians think, know, but like I think you know people think, that live here don't know that. Weirdly enough, I feel like it's the number one thing that influences the 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 cultural like, just the the cultural behaviors that. 
like those adults ultimately end up going into whether you either accept and like really really buy into and really really like are able to live with like how strict and how like mm-hmm. confined the rules are or you rebel and then that defines your personalities you're like you reject societal norms yo it really defines how you are like socially too yes exactly or like how that's you approach I mean. it yeah. that's why it's like sometimes when you meet certain people that are like from china from hong kong you can tell they were raised in that way. Yeah, sure. Because they're just different. Yeah. That's why I got disciplined, but I don't really have discipline. Just like you have discipline, but you also like to be unserious and silly as well. Yeah, I do think that that, part of it is because we, like, pulled out of that schooling after a year or two and then came here. Oh, yeah. It's like, it was night and day, like, school. Like, I mean, whatever. Bro, school's easy here, It was kind of funny. School's a joke here, like legit. Yeah. Well, I mean, even something like the times tables, like uh, by grade one, I had known the timetables up to 12. Yeah. Um, But like I came here and like people were like doing like addition. No, we would be going backwards on the math. Yeah. So like for like a solid three years, I was just like, this is stupid. Like, what are you guys We just had to catch up on that English disadvantage. Yo. And once we got out of ESL, we're coasting. Yo, by the way, my dad told me. Um, my dad, we were talking about this yesterday at our dinner after he was like, did you pay for these tickets secretly, son? And I was like, no. Uh, Yo, send us your favorite <laughs> Asian parent conspiracies, man. Oh, I can't even man. share the one You're my dad had recently. It's, oh, it's, man. It's, a, it's a Pandora's box. But um, oh, he was like, we were talking about me going to ESL and like my mom was like, well, you know, son, you, you didn't, you, you, lo- you knew like two words until the age of two. Like mm. before the age of two, you literally said two things. Um, and one of them meant the word tractor in like the rural country language. No, that's that's a blue collar talk. Man. <laughs> this oh, guy came out the yeah. womb blue. I'm not even gonna lie to you. 100, percent I'm not lying to you. I, the word tractor in their language was liga liga. No man, that's <laughs> that's yo, that's Legolas. That's Legolas's lost brother, man. So, yo, well, my, so what is this Rizza? <laughs> After I was one years Holy. old, my parents were like, okay, w- they both had to work. They both were like working outside of the city that I, you know, we were living in. Yeah, so they, they were like, we can't it. really like derail our career. So they sent me to like live with my grandparents, which is totally fine. Lived on a farm. So I lived oh, on the farm damn, for a you're year. A farm boy? Yeah, yeah I'm Went a from fa- farm boy. <laughs> now you at farm boy? Yo, I was the farm boy, damn. and then. So then when they came to pick me up a year later, when I was two, um, and then we lived together ever since then, Lega, Lega. they were like, what's wrong with this kid? All he knows how to say is Lega Lega. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. Like, is he man. okay? Like, my mom was genuinely concerned. Like, is, is my child okay? Um, but she was like, yeah, you began learning languages late. That's why you were able to go through ESL really quickly. Because, like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. She said it, she thought it was like a gift or something. But, like, yeah, mm-hmm. she literally said I, I finished ESL in like two months. Yeah, yeah. I think so, I blasted through that too, man. But ESL was sick, by the way. I don't know how ESL was like for you. First of all, why did you even need ESL? What do you mean, man? What? I didn't know. I, I didn't know any English. You guys didn't speak any English in, in, in Hong Kong. Like, like up to grade two. How'd you guys talk to the queen? <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, sorry. No, you know this is a bad all topic. Right, no, next. but seriously, ESL. Like you, I, I got candies for every single time that you got a word correctly. Like they would show you a picture yeah. of a cat. You would be like yeah. cat, and then they would give you a rockets candy. I'm, I'm serious. Like ESL yeah. was the best class, man. English, English, easy language too, man. I don't know. Yeah, English might be an easy language. Did you get candy when you when when you got ESL classes? I don't no? remember, man. Probably gave me pogs or something. <laughs> okay. All right, your next. Whole, your whole childhood is pogs <laughs> in Hong Kong, but all right. After bubble tea, <laughs> yeah. What is the next piece of Asian culture you guys will expose Blake to? There's lots, honestly. Um, Let me see if he's about that stinky tofu, bro. Oh, you want him to eat stinky tofu? Take him to like a night market type beat. Yeah, okay. I mean, 
not to reveal where Blake used to live, but he was not far from Chinatown, let's just say. How about... How about so like, I think he might have already seen some of this stuff. How about like exposing him to like um like an Asian movie or something? Like you want him to like watch pop, like like, like pop K, a K drama or something? Yeah, something like that, or an old Hong Kong movie. So Blake has already like uh, he loves a lot of Japanese wrestling from what I see. Oh yeah, but so that's does, not that like, ca- does that count? I mean, I'm not saying it's not Asian culture, but that's like. That's North American culture kind of, too. Okay, got you, got you. You know, you're right, okay. There's got to feel like it's from the mainland. Uh, well, if we're talking about mainland snacks, um, you know, like the jamming, like jamming guaza, like... Oh, is that the is that the like China, a, is that like the crepe, New Year type stuff? Or no, 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 it's like the the the, oh, the, the oh, crepe Jang, with like the the two fried. Like, oh yeah, do you say Jiang Bing? Yeah, Jiang Bing. Why do you yeah. say it in so many words, man? <laughs> Jiang Bing was. Why didn't you just term. say Chinese pancake? No, Jiang Bing was. That's what it's they call like, it on Spadina, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jiang Bing pancake, you can call it a pancake, I suppose. It's like a wrapped pancake it's with an like omelet. It's like an omelet with some savory, crispy things inside. I feel like he's it's not gonna be able good. to distinguish that though. Yeah, that's just an omelet. Uh... I don't know, man. It's which first off is way better than any omelet you've ever had. Like omelets yeah, yeah, are very sure. inferior. By the way, back in the day, like back when I was in China, like mm. there would be people with carts pushing around because it's like you make it on like a crepe kind of like yeah, stone yeah, or whatever. Probably offering haircuts too at the same time. <laughs> the thing is, you can get a deal. So haircut first off, and pancake, twelve dollars. <laughs> Yo, that sounds disgusting, man. I'm just imagining <laughs> hair chips going everywhere. But um, you could get so the 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 thing is already pretty cheap. Like we're talking like maybe like fifty cents. Mm. For this, this like very filling breakfast. But if you want to be even cheaper, you could actually bring your own egg from home, so they would crack no it. No way, it man! Your own thing, man. Byoe. <laughs> bring your own egg is Yo. crazy. You can save money that way, but yeah. There's anyway. no way, man. Eggs aren't even that expensive. What's that shaved ice thing that we had yesterday? The Korean shaved ice thing. That was oh, pretty good. Oh yeah, shout to Sarah for bringing us there. Yeah, that, that was, was good. awesome. Can't remember the place. This is this a problem yeah. with like Chinese like Asian spots too, man. You guys no, need better. On, we, we got shot at this place, man. Hold you on. guys need better English names. Wow. No, right. but straight okay. up, man. All right, no, man. that's my criticism. Okay. No, but All right, no, but think about it. If okay. you if you uh-huh. go to Swiss Chalet, if yeah, you go to a, this, no, but, no, but if you go to a spot and uh-huh. you eat like yeah. rotisserie chicken, yeah, yeah, like the festive special, uh huh. You're going to remember the name because it's Swiss Chalet. Uh-huh. But you can't remember this because it's probably called Bing Bing Club or something. I <laughs> it's, bet called, you, it's called Han Bingo. <laughs> yeah, see? There you go. It's actually called Han Bingo. But that's what I'm saying. But it's a 4.8 with like 480 reviews. Or yeah, that's a good spot. People that always ask really us. Good. People always asking us for spots. That's a great dessert spot. Han, Han Bingo. It's like a shaved ice yeah. uh, with some like ice cream and, and fruits and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. You got the it's bang really for, for your buck, man. It is a Get whole bucket. Get the bang for your buck. That's crazy. Um, no, but I stand by it. Like, this, guy, this guy said, remember the name, like four minor, man. Asian, Asian places need better English names. <laughs> no, it's hard. Can you name oh, five, can you name five doing, dim sum spots? Uh-huh. Like, and their names. Like, you can't. Dim Sum King? Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna see. Pearl Dim Sum? Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's like... <laughs> Roll Sun? This is why it's, like, impossible to, like, talk about this stuff. August 8? No, man. Yo, August 8? Yo, they had a nice BOGO during the pandemic. <laughs> You're um, sick. Because no, they had sushi, too. August 8 in, in, in and Hamilton. And tacos. August 8 in Hamilton is actually really good. Damn. Or at least it was 10 years ago when I was in Hamilton. That right. was that was sick. That was like you're celebrating the end of exams by going to August eight. No, kind August, of thing. August eight being popping in Hamilton. Well, is August crazy. eight in Toronto is is mid. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm sorry, it didn't hit the same. Oh man, let's see what else. Yeah. Um, 
I think this is from Terrence, but I'm not. Let's go. I don't think we can do this. Like you and Will should draft your hot pot starting lineup. I'm, okay. I'm, I can't be drafting today, man. Wow. But do you do you want to give some like you know hot pot starting five picks and stuff? Well, the tricky thing is you need a base. You need like all the other stuff. So let's just put that aside for now. No, you don't understand, Alex. Is, he's popping, man. Yeah, I'm ripping halls he's, right now. He's popping I'm busting halls off right the now. Robitussin. This guy drank the ginger tea. Did the ginger tea work for you? Yeah, yeah. Ginger tea was great. Was hitting? All right. Yeah. I got another bag if you yeah, need Yeah, we man. might need to hit that. But... We might need to take a break so you can get another no, you ginger tea. You don't understand, tea. man. I'm fighting. No, I can tell, man. Your energy's so low. No, it's good, though. Uh, oh, someone walked past the office? Yo, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's Yo, you working nuts. on December 27th? That's nuts. That's um, blue collar. So putting aside all the bases and all that kind of stuff, obviously you got to have, like, um, the lamb slices. That's, like, number one pick. Yeah, just all meat, man. Easy number one pick. It's all meat. Um, Mushrooms. Yeah, honestly, like... um, Shrimp balls. What kind of mushrooms are those? Like, enoki mushrooms? Yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah, the little white ones, like, on a cluster. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's got to go in there. It's like from Studio Ghibli or something. Um, I love, like, glass noodle. Yeah. Glass noodle's got to go in there for sure. Hot pot, hot pot spots too. Um, they need better names. Low key, I don't, I don't really like the the fish balls or anything like that. Oh, I, I love those, man. Yeah, that's yeah, all, that's a Cantonese kind of thing, man. Why did you like take apart the fish and put it into a ball? Like that's weird. Yeah, we like that. We like we like wet <laughs> rice. <laughs> Yo, you guys are just weird. Yin Yang Fan, man. People know what's up, man. <laughs> no, man. What up, Markham? Yo, that's crazy. Markham, man. stand up. Sounds man. like a Korean actor. Stand man. up for me. Fun is crazy. Let's go, man. Chow Young Fat, baby. <laughs> Anyways, all uh, these draft ideas are great. We'll take them yeah, into tofu, consideration. Yeah, tofu, tofu's got to go in there for me. Yeah. Um, and then last pick, last mm. pick. Yeah, what else is gonna go in there, man? I don't know, man. I'll, honestly, Loki, I kind of do like spinach in in like a hot yeah, pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just soaks it well, like the base. So that's yeah, my yeah, yeah. Wrap it up with some vegetables. All right. Next up, should the in-season tournament <laughs> final? Is there no theme to these questions, man? These are the most random questions. I'm in the assorted section. Okay, Because I want to do the Raptors ones. All right, fine. We'll do the Raptors one at the end. We'll Um, we'll give them a timestamp so people know that they need to listen to all this. Should the in-season tournament final be on Christmas Day? No. So I like this question because I feel like the Christmas Day NBA schedule needs to be revamped. Why? Why Number one, are are you not tired of seeing, like, the same teams and the same stars. No, like man. you can what? Like Philly, yeah. LeBron and the Lakers. It's always New York. New York's always on Christmas. See, there should be at least one flex spot. They should flex a game in there for like two surprise teams. This year, I would have liked to see like OKC versus Minnesota on Christmas Day. Man, but your but average, you can't your schedule. Average person's not going to tune in to see that. No, offense. no, but this is why Adam Silver is failing right now because like. You need to introduce fans to new, like, storylines. <laughs> like, are you trying to see KD and the Reebok, Suns? baby. You need to try some new things. <laughs> Have you ever had shoes without shoestrings, man? Damn, all right. Uh, always know which one song you're <laughs> listening to, man. No, but come yeah, on, yeah. man. No, okay. There should be one flex game. Maybe two. Okay, I don't mind that idea. Because every that. year there's surprise teams. Yeah. Okay. Do your Lakers Celtics. I think Lakers Celtics every year is fine. Like yeah, sometimes 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 they don't have good teams. Though. Like I feel like the Pacers should have. Like, did been... you want to see Nick Young's Lakers go up against Marcus Smart Celtics? No, that's like, fair. Not me. Like, but it's like I feel Avery like Bradley like on Christmas. No thank you. I feel like the Pacers like should have been featured. 
like bro, you want to be met ever since the season tournament. I know, but you want to be introducing some of these like new stars okay. and new teams. Here's my thing: because Christmas NBA is like dead. Christmas NBA for me is like I need to have things on in the background because no one in their right mind is sitting down and watching twelve hours straight of of, of basketball. Yeah, unless unless you're gambling. Even if you are, first off, why are you gambling on Christmas, man? Like, yo, come why on, not, man. 1-800-CONNECTS-ONTARIO, but, like... Yeah, <laughs> you we should call that on, on air live. Uh, but, no, seriously, like, you just don't need to sit down and watch, like, all five games. I think even hardcore NBA fans aren't doing that. Mm. The point is to have basketball in the background at all times. You know, right. you, you, you tap in, you tap out. Like, I think for me this year, it was a big L not to have the Christmas jerseys. Like, it didn't feel like NBA Christmas. Oh, like, you, you, you copy LeBron on that. LeBron was first on that. I agree, yeah. I, you know what, Bron, you're right, man. Yeah. Like, they had you just wearing a regular Laker jersey. It just didn't seem right. It, it's not a You're dip- right, you're right. It's a special game. Like, you tell me in-season tournament, they got their own core. They got the, everything, but we can't get a special jersey for Christmas no more? Like, what happened? In-season tournament final on Christmas Day is pretty sick, though. Yeah. I mean, it's the I think it was just there's only one idea, game. Actually. That's the thing. Also, I liked your idea of putting the Pistons on Christmas because every Pistons oh, game yeah, right yeah. now is like hell in a cell. Yeah, like, I was first. I was first on the Pistons being must see TV. Yo, Pistons right now. If you play the Pistons, it's hell in a cell. Like only one of y'all walking out of there. No, buddy. you know what is true. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Catch me in Detroit on Saturday, by the way. <laughs> That's crazy. No, right. I'm actually going. You're um, not even kidding. Yeah. Um, uh, this is from Johnson. Mm. Uh, of Johnson and Johnson. Um, assuming you guys have stressful days and nights, don't assume. How are you guys de-stressing lately? I think we get this question all the time. That's a good question, though. Work is um, not that stressful, man. Speaking for myself. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty stressed. Oh, man. I, I really live and die by the rap. You were burnt so out. I'm pretty stressed. We had to send you home for one day. Yeah. I was just, I was just sending you home for one day was jokes, man. I was, it was pretty great. I took that day to watch the Raptors show. <laughs> yeah, did that fix anything? Um, no, not necessarily. That's but why I send myself home on Wednesdays? Yeah, is that why? Um, <laughs> Wednesday's a nice refresh, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, how are you de-stressing, man? You how lighting, you lighting man? candles. Lighting candles, Taking a not, bubble not, bath. not so much. Bubble baths. Yeah. I mean, I used to do that. I'm not going to lie to you. I used yeah. to, like, hit that bath bomb kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of stopped doing that. Okay. Now, baths are kind of nasty, like, as a concept. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know what's nasty? A Chinese buffet, bro. Uh, I was watching everybody scooping ice creams today. I'm like, man, the whole arm is in there. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Okay. And then they got that little water thing for yeah, the scoops, yeah, yeah. and I'm oh, like, "Oh, no, that water muddy." And, as I, hell, and, man. I, and I'm like, "Yo, man, it's muddy like the UFT head coach, right?" <laughs> yo, it's muddy water. It's like a yo. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know what? There are no rules at the buffet. Like, food will just touch food in ways that, like, I don't know. Food has ne- certain food groups have never touched. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sushi has never touched like Peking duck side by side. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're side by side at the Chinese I'm, buffet. Like, I'm not trying to be that like post pandemic dude, yeah, yeah. but like, I'm like, man, looking at this, it's like crazy. It's like French fries gravy is now yeah. seeping onto my piece of shumai. Like, it yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it yeah, just, yeah, it yeah. Shouldn't happen. Like, yeah, so next happened? to like an orange slice. What happens with de-stress? Um, yeah, de-stress. I, I like to play video games. Honestly, video games is pretty like nice de-stressing for me. Uh, so I'll, I'll like fire up FIFA and just like yeah. win a game like six one, score mm. like three goals, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Lost uh, five four, scored four. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll do that. I mean, 
you know, I, I, honestly, I, if I'm really stressed, I love to go to walk, like, go on walks and stuff like that. Yeah, it's tough um, in this weather sometimes. Man. No, I actually like it when it's moody, man. When it's moody like this, oh, when it's okay. rainy, you put on a rain jacket and you walk outside. Oh, okay. You breathe in like really like moist like air that's mm, cold. Mm, mm. It's just like I don't know. It, it fixes you mentally. I feel like at least temporarily. Nice, so nice. That's my go-to's. This What's your a, go-to? This man? is a very what are you, what are you like. This with? is like a mental health wellness episode, bro. Yeah, I guess. Um, what are you de-stressing with, man? Yo, I like listening to just music, bro. Mm. Music helps me chill. So this guy de-stressing with uh, with Big Pun, De La Soul. Yo, you guys bought me Jay-Z. records and stuff. Like, I, I just bought. Shouts to listener uh, Cam Cam Christie sent me a record player recommendation. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So it's on its way. Okay. Amazon Sick. Prime. You know, we Got love you. that shipping. But do you have a sound system? No, but it comes with the speakers. Oh, yeah, it's like an oh, all-in-one. Okay, nice. Type wow. Okay. That's I cool. mean, I guess I could get like actual speakers for no, it you to don't be, necessarily like, proper. Need that, man. I don't know, man. But I didn't realize records are like kind of expensive. Records are kind of expensive. So yeah. I'm making a list of 20 essential records that I want to own. Okay. So if we finish early today, I got to go to Cop Records on Queen Street. Oh, where? Because they have Raekwon only built for Cuban Links, That's and it's sick. like 45 bucks. Yeah, they're they're around that. Which yeah. is like not bad. The De La Soul record was forty five bucks. I'll yeah. Much, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. It one. was on sale though for fifty five. So that's yeah, why, that's why I picked so it. So forty five is like a going rate. Um, yeah, for that kind. I mean, you can also go like bargain bin hunting, and they're like probably you can find stuff for like yeah. a dollar, five dollars, something like that. But like, yeah. All right, this is my new interest. Yeah. All right. But you guys both, you you and Blake got me some good records. I mean, I, I think it's good for decoration, too, depending on how much space you need to put up on your walls, put up a little mm. shelf, throw some records on there. It's just kind of nice, you know? But this is just, like, another thing for me to, like, collect now. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, I would I would strongly push you in the direction of, like, you know, the things you like don't necessarily have to be commodified, but... <laughs> no, nah, it's too late, man. Okay, all right. I'm 40, bro. I, I am who I am. I guess so. All right. Um, all that therapy not working. <laughs> Next, next one is for you. Yeah. Will you bend to the Reddit criticism? What is this Game of Thrones? Man? Yo, that's crazy. This guy asking you to bend the knee, man. Yo, that's crazy. Will you bend to the Reddit criticism, uh-huh. or will you continue to be the flailing emotional Raptors fanboy <laughs> we've all come uh, to know and love? Uh-huh. This person said, "I say this as a completely unhinged." fanboy of yeah. this franchise since its inception. Uh-huh. So that's the question for you. Will you bend the knee? Uh, okay, so... First of all, how often are you on the Big Red? Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm on there. Like, I don't... And po- you're still on that Real GM. I don't post on Real GM or Reddit, but yeah. what I do is I'll look at these websites. You're a lurker. I lurk, and then yeah. I also see what people are discussing to get a sense of, like... What are these gigantic fan bases looking at, thinking about, discussing? Um, and this also, is part of your job too. It is part of my job. It's part of my approach. Like I don't think it's like everybody's job, but like I, I think for me, it's useful in the approach. Obviously, people are like super obsessive about everything, so they find things. So it's like a great way to also find content mm. on the Raptors. I also call them, for example, like Raptors Aggregator, which is a nice website where it's just like it literally oh, is yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. a bot that kind of like, I don't even know if it's a bot, but like they literally trawl the website. So it's like you have all your Raptors things in one place, like wh- whatever's been written at the star about the Raptors, the Toronto Sun or like, you know, Sports Illustrated or the, the Athletic and Raptors Public, et cetera, et cetera. So like it's like the catch all kind of thing. Um, and the post I was thinking about, because someone, the, the post said, Will Lou and the Raptors show are dead wrong about Darko. 
Um, and they preface like, you know, they love listening to the show. They listen all the time. But they said they were borderline unprofessional towards Darko. Mm. They said that to start, Will has been very critical of Darko for the past couple of weeks, whether warranted or not. Um, mostly were acceptable because they were based on his performances, blah, blah, blah. Uh, today, they were, the guys were talking about the story that came out where Darko said his main advice to Malachi was to, quote, smile more. They openly mocked this report and then started talking about how Darko's overly positive energy is too much. And can come off as weird sometimes. They mention about how these athletes are millionaires and not children and acted as though positive energy is a bad look for Darko. Will even made an off-base comment about how Darko's weird energy is likely a cultural thing with Darko being European. Uh, despite the fact that he's been in the USA for close to half his life. Not only this, but coaches from Europe have a reputation or being extremely hard-nosed, rough with players, which is the exact opposite of Darko. Um, I think, honestly, why I listened back to that. That's not what I said. And mm-hmm. that's not, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that it, it was said in a way where it could even be conveyed in this fashion. I just think that there are like, I was speaking from experiences and like when I'm an immigrant, when I first came here, there were things I ended up saying that came off as awkward that weren't necessarily um, what I meant to say, or I didn't intend for those things to be funny. And now, of course, I'm also acknowledging the fact that Darko has literally worked in the States for like 20 years, but it doesn't matter. These things don't wash off. Like my parents have been here for 20 years. They still have little awkward moments. I was trying to relate to that, and I was not trying to talk down about it at all, mm. right? So that was kind of the thing um, that I was trying to – and that wasn't a main criticism. I, I was even trying to say that as like I'm trying to temper the idea of like some things might sound awkward because they might come across like differently. It's not specifically because Europeans – are positive I, that's not a i don't think that's ever been a trope that's ever been put out there also i think that like the show in itself has always been pretty sensitive to these type of topics but again i appreciate that people brought this idea up. i just don't think i was characterized correctly in the first place when it was like a retelling of what i said on the show um but regardless like this is sort of like uh this was the kind of the post and it was like a up, upvoted one or whatever and then a lot of the posts are just like pretty, pretty tough, man. Like it's, 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 it's like, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's like acting like when you're really public and you put things out there, like you got to feel, get reception just like when the players play and they, they struggle or whatever, like mm. there'll be reception. Like that's part of my job. But like one of the posts is like, this might be an unpopular opinion, but Will comes off as very whiny and fanboyish. I realize he's literally a fan who managed to get hired by ownership hats off to him. But now that he's a media member, I feel like his professionalism can use some work. And <laughs> people just, been going at your professionalism for a long no, time. No, but I, I just I don't I, I think I'm for, for me like sometimes I really question because I'm like okay um, a I don't I don't actually know how to approach this. This job doesn't even I'm not saying it's so special it doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist in this specific fashion. There's not another Will Lou in this market. There's not there's not a version of me in most markets. I feel like mm. that I look for. So I don't even understand specifically like what people expect from this specific job i feel like i'm pretty transparent and open um last year was a lot of like well they didn't criticize the team enough and now i'm like pretty critical of the team but it's like well now he's not maintaining the professionalism where he's going to burn out his relationships with people or, or players mm. uh, and then it's like well you know a lot of the the coverage is like really emotionless so we want to see people like you know try to ask the questions that we want to see asked as a fan and then, like, if I do that, and then it's like, well, Will's, like, too, you know, fanboyish and not professional. It's just, like, it's actually a really, really hard medium to strike. And I guess I'm not, like, specifically responding to each person because I don't think that it's possible for me to change my approach, like, 50, 60 different times. But at the same time, like, when I see this feedback, I'm just like, is this actually how I'm being um, 
received because if so, then I, I do think that that's part of my business. Like it's a, it's, it's a media product where a large part of what we do is we put ourselves out there, not just like the content and our reaction specifically to the team. I don't know. I actually honestly don't know what the, the main thing is, but I think for me, it's like, I've also seen a lot of comments like, you know, Will doesn't really break things down. Like Blake's the guy who actually knows ball. Will's just there to like spew hot takes. Like, I'm, and you know what? Honestly, it's kind of funny because I, I never felt like there's ever a point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to say this to go viral because I think that's what people mean when they're like spitting hot takes. Mm. But regardless, whether people like like or dislike We're just the coverage, time, man. It's 10 hours every week. Man. No, but like whether that's I, th- I think my promise in all of this and I've pretty much been the same ever since I started doing this a long time ago was just like I'm going to be a really I'm a genuinely I love this team. I live and die with pretty much every game as you can attest to in the booth. Um, and I'm going to try to come from that place of like being really honest and being myself and being like um, a fan of this team. Of course I get hired to do these jobs because this, the show has been successful. I don't know what you want me to say. Let's like <laughs> manage to get hired by ownership, which is like, all right, like no, that's dog, a sick phrase. That's though. like, you're, you're just invalidating my whole entire job. It's just, I managed to get hired by ownership, but regardless, even if you put that aside, like, even with the show being successful, like my approach has been the same. I'm the same person. And I just try to lead with that sense of fandom first. And of course that's going to create content. That's going to be different than how like, you know, Doug Smith creates content or like how Eric Kareen writes his articles or how, you know, Samson folk does his podcast or how anybody else does their thing. Like that's their own thing. But for me, this is like the way I've operated and I don't know. I mean, I guess receiving feedback on it is just like kind of eye opening sometimes whenever I get to see it. But and I know there's tons of support, too. Like, I'm not trying to do this to carry sympathy. I'm just trying to be like, no, for as sure. Open as possible but with but it's like when you're on this platform and stuff, it's like you're going to receive the negative feedback is going to stick with you more than people who say nice things about for you, sure right? no sometimes like some nice thing i'm just like this is nice and then i just move on like I, I try not to hold on to that right yeah but i think at the end of the day it's like once you get to a certain scope or like you know a certain like level of platform like you're gonna have dividing opinions mm-hmm. on this stuff right but i think mostly it's like you've kept it consistent in the way that you like you approach the work but i think you're just navigating the fact that like your role is changing a little bit because, like, you're getting more access. Like, you're being viewed on, like, a more important platform than before. So people are going to change their expectations of you as well, right? Uh-huh. The professionalism stuff, I don't know, man. Like, that stuff that stuff sometimes bothers me. It's just, like, you know, like, I think professionalism is such a word to just, like, throw out there. But, like, how are we defining professionalism? Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, I guess it does kind of feel like... Um yeah, I, I don't know what is professionalism. Like, like I think to me, I would need I to have a one-on-one. Yeah, I would need to have like a, a one-on-one. Daily, I literally combo. don't miss a single episode. Like for for me, professionalism, you show up to work and you give it your very best. Show up, you know, quality of work. But I mean, that's that's a whole different conversation. Uh huh. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to like it's hard to like really define what's the best way to take feedback when you are sure, like yeah. a public like figure in a space like this uh-huh. because how do you sift through and like you know use the feedback to like change who you are versus recognizing that you don't you know you you have to find your own way with yeah. how you're going to approach things i mean i don't really have an answer for that but it's like you know like i think end of the day when you're doing this stuff you have to approach it in a way where you're you're confident in how you're approaching it 
No, I think I'm pretty comfortable with how I approach it. Like, yeah. I, that's why I think things haven't, like, changed all too much. <laughs> Once again, the team just uh, needs to be good because, like, when the team is not good, sure. somehow the number one conversation is the media. Uh-huh. But you never heard this there, in, like, 2019. There is a lot of, like... <laughs> I never heard this in 2020. Stuff. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think people, like, maybe complain about on-air media, I suppose, more often. Like, I know people, like, talked about the broadcasters, for example. That's normal. Like, you're literally interpreting all that. But I don't know if people had strong ideas of, like... I'm pro Grange. I'm pro Doug. I'm pro like, you know, like Eric or something like, you know, like that just, they just did their job. People read it. They're like, okay, this is an interesting story. Or like, this is something that they've heard from practice. This is maybe their analysis of the game. I disagree or disagree with this. Like the media became a much, much bigger focus. I think in the last couple of years, man. No, for sure, man. Like way, way bigger focus. And that's, I feel like that's like across the NBA too, man. Yeah. Like people, people now are familiar with like, where all the reporters are, who they are, and, like, uh-huh. every market and stuff. And, like, people just, like, direct a lot of their frustration. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know, man. I don't think it's the worst thing. Like, you want to hold people accountable and stuff. But I get for someone in your position, it might be, like, difficult. Uh-huh. But maybe just don't go on Reddit. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it is kind of also see rude as, to, like, turn away from all the If you the see it as, you as get, part man. of your job... No, but it's like if it's feedback against you, like or, or or about you, like would you not look at it, and not internalize it in some way? Yeah, like I get it's like it, man. it's like arrogant to like say like I don't care what anyone says about me, man. Damn, I man. deeply inherently care about what people say uh, about me. I need me. to unpack that too, then. Um, <laughs> no, that's crazy, man. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. get the same amount of feedback as you, but like I. Sure, sure, sure. I just kind of kind of move the way I move man yeah no, I mean I think the difficult thing and I've said this before on, on these banner pods but it's like the difficult thing now is like we have like direct relationships with these people like I'm not just like talking about Dennis Schroeder I talk to Dennis like for the show yeah and then I try to like see him at the arena and at least just say what up hey how you doing you know how's the family like just like normal things that you would say to a courteous person one-on-one yeah um you know like I'll it's like, yo, Bobby, do your job. Like, you know, I'll we'll come take to a see- photo with Alex's sister right now. Okay, we didn't have to put that out there, but sure. But it's like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, well, like, uh, you know, I'll see Chris. I'll be like, what's up, man? Like, we'll have a casual, casual conversation. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a personal come thing. Come take a photo with my Alex's sister right <laughs> I'll now. I'll be like, yo, Gary, what's up, man? You, you good? Uh, no, I get it, man. The really, that's all I'm saying. No, your, like, your, role's, your role is changing. Sure, You used yeah. to be able to say things, I think. Just without filter. Well, that's the thing about the show I think I did change was just like, I don't think it's just like every single day I'm coming on here and just like dissing these guys in the same way. Like I used to make, I, I honestly, I kind of feel bad about it in a way, but it was like, you, we used to have a running joke with like, you know, we think Bruno should go back to college. Like yeah. just get, get some OSAP or whatever. Cause like, I don't think it's going to work out for him in the league. Like that's objectively rude. And it's like, no, dismissive. You're, you're, you're a lot more professional than you were like no, I, five I, years I ago. I think that's, that's, there's definitely growth on that front, but, but it's also, I get it, man. It's no, like, people like, give like, you the feedback. It's like, yeah. you're always growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that stuff is hard to figure out, navigate, like how you deal with the feedback and stuff. Yeah. And I think we all individually deal with it very differently. No, it's three fine. of us on this show deal with it very differently. Well, yeah, I mean, I also I think public opinion kind of largely moves like one way and then like all together at once. So it's not like yeah. everybody's out on the show or everyone's in on the show at once. You know, I think people yeah. have their own opinions, but um, can't be perfect for everybody. You know? Yeah, I guess that's my that's my new man. That's a that's life's a movie, man. Yeah. They're like, yeah, these guys just say stuff to say stuff. It's how they stay relevant. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, Not how we point, stay relevant. Point. It's how we burn 10 hours. No, like, no, seriously, point out one thing where I'm like, yo, here's like, 
you know, Kyle turned the TikTok camera on. Let me give a objectively hot take. You're like, Kyle Crave. <laughs> Kyle Crave. <laughs> Yo. Turn your name on so I know who you are. Yo. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I mean. it, we, we just, we do a lot of content. Yeah. Is the thing. Like, do the Raptors deserve 10 hours of content a week right now? That's well, a whole other discussion. That's, that's another discussion. That's a whole other sure. discussion, but yeah. that's part of this. Yeah. There's a lot of content being put out. Uh, I don't think time. we attacked Darko's character, though. I, I really would stand on that, and I would definitely not. Uh, that That is not at all the implication. So if I need to issue a correction even, though, like I did not say that yeah, Darko is weird because he's European. That's, it's not, honestly, that's, not, that's not anything, man. And honestly, with all the stuff I see out there with people who actually do that stuff of like yeah. attacking people's character, saying stuff to go viral and stuff, like we're just not that type of show. I, I just don't think we are, man. But if anything, like we're too bland on that side because we don't do that stuff. Um, I think that's. I don't like, know. I, I wouldn't say. A, I think it's a more fair approach than not yeah, just yeah. like. You I'm know not saying I mean? we're bland, but I mean like we're not. Yeah. Out there saying wild stuff like people be sending me clips from like other shows uh-huh. in this city and stuff, uh-huh. like talking about the Raptors, and I'm like, yo, this is like crazy. Yeah. And like people sometimes be trying to frame us like that, and I'm like, no, that's like not what we do. But again, man, people are gonna yeah. consume what they consume, and they can take like, they can extract stuff from like particular. Yo, segments. that's fine, man. That's all good. Yeah, just make sure this is not another Reddit discussion. We gotta delete. <laughs> uh, what was the last one? I totally forgot about the Anyways. last one. Yeah. Uh, quick switch up. All right, let's go. Let's go. What's up? My exposure to good Asian food in Toronto has okay. been through you and Alex. What are really? key indicators for me to find the best spots in a new city with a smaller Asian community? Where are you at, bro? Guelph. Wow, this was like an FBI style question. No, I'm kidding. 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 Um, Bro, the key- indicators. You know what I actually find? I find a yeah. lot of people like really want to go to a place, and they're like, "Yo, what's like the best thing that you guys secretly do, but you guys won't tell us? Like, tell us your secrets." Yeah. And I'm like, most times I'm like, there's no secret to give, man. Like, I feel like uh, yeah. Google reviews is a good one. Like, if you see a lot of reviews and right. it's like over four point five, it's probably pretty good. Um, cause I think there's like an obsession about like getting the real thing, like n- not giving me like what's on the menu. Give me like the secret menu kind of. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. People want to be and one most that times authenticity. I yeah. Most times I'm like, yo, like just take the food for what it is. But most times yeah. it is like, we're not trying to trick you. You know what I mean? Like most of the restaurants aren't trying to trick you, so to speak. Like they're maybe trying to cater to your taste right. based on what people generally like to order, but they're businesses like they're, you know, so, um, I think some key indicators, obviously reviews is, is pretty strong. Um, I try to look at like, if you get a sense of like what foods are typically out there, mm. like chef's recommendations is always a really good one. Like you s- just see how creative the chef recommendations are. If they're really wild, like that probably tells you that they're like really about it. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, also at the same time, just like try to go in without, try to go into these experiences without so much expectation. You know what I mean? I feel like that kind of helps too. You know, like you don't have to, like no go ahead of time being like oh i know this is the best and either walk out of it was like oh that validated that this is the best or that like oh this place is actually a fraud like i feel like that's not a great way to consume you just go in blind and then order some things that you think you like based on some vegetables that you would like or maybe some types of meat that you like and then try to order also dishes and and get a little more creative and and try some new things you know reebok baby you got to try some new things what um two things for me um you know it's probably a good chinese spot if you can't remember the name um if if their english name is terrible um it's likely the food will be good but i think the (laughs) the other thing legit is like actually not bad advice the, the other thing legit is like i think like if you go eat at a restaurant you should try to get to know like who's behind 
the restaurant? Like, mm. like the owner, like their story. Is it like a family-owned spot? Because like we've had the privilege of going to a lot of these places, like a Hongsheng, or you know when Superfresh was around, mm. and like Patuan, like all of these places. Like we've had the privilege of like actually meeting and getting to know the stories of the people behind right. the restaurant. And I think sometimes you can tell or you can get a connection with the restaurant based on getting to know these people. Right. Because you agree. understand the backstories. Like every time we go to Hongqing, like Colin's always explaining his inspirations for his dishes and stuff to yeah. us. And He's like, like those finer details. Malaysia, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, and those finer yeah. details like add a special touch. So it's like, I think part of it is like kind of what Will was referring to too is like as much as you can take recommendations from other people, sometimes you have to go and do the work yourself. Yeah. And learn these places and make them your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just because this is not someone else, someone else's favorite spot doesn't mean that it can't be your favorite spot. Sure. Yeah. Right? I so agree. so those are those are my uh, pointers. Uh, next up, I believe this is from Dana. Um, do you guys have a pump-up song? Yeah. Song that song? gets you going, you know? Uh, recently, it's been doubled a new dress. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Four or five seconds, maybe? <laughs> you know, that's crazy. <laughs> By the way, I was disqualified from karaoke the other time when we went for the listeners because I sang the Kanye, Paul McCartney, like, four or five seconds. Yeah. Like, I was basically the equivalent of getting, like, booed out of the arena. I don't know why that was the reception. I just I was surprised that you went with that pick. Great I was song, surprised that you went with that pick. Also, Rihanna is very underrated karaoke wise. Like it's just her most of her songs are like very very good for karaoke. Yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate that. But um, I don't know. It just wasn't. It just wasn't hitting for some reason, man. I think it's because that song is very much one note. Like there's not it like is, a yeah. rise and bit like. Fall. I feel like you got to be like an actual good singer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Also, it's just like literally Rihanna, Kanye, and and Paul McCartney complaining about like a nine to five grind kind of thing, and I'm like, man, like it's a, it's a white collar song. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a very white. I'm collar like, yo, song. I'm like, all right, you you talking about like we got to make him, we got to make it to Sunday kind of thing. I'm like, ah, do yeah. you? All right, you're not but, you're not feeling that struggle. No, I just I don't I don't I don't feel like they're selling me the struggle in a way that I'm convinced. You, you know, know that's all. I like that cherry, re- cherry red chariot. Excess is just my character, man. So you gifted, yeah. you gifted, um, sidebar. Yes. You gifted my nephews, um, you know, a bunch of stuff today. That's right, I did. Including the Alex Kid in Miracle World. Yeah. Which is the game where I got my English name from. Yeah. Can you explain the backstory of this? Like you played this back in the day, like when yeah. You so were I played this on child. Sega Genesis when I was in Hong Kong. Um, you know, getting punished as a child. Okay. And you know, my dad was filling out a form. Um, for school here in Markham, uh-huh. and I had to pick an English name, and I was playing a game called Alex Kidd in Miracle World. So you put uh, you picked Alex. So I picked Alex. So is that why your name is not actually like Alexander? In the, in the yeah, way yeah, yeah. Like, like it's okay. just Alex. It's just Alex. Got you. And then, and Damn. then this like you got them the game. Yeah. On I'll, the Nintendo Switch. I did. Yeah. And my sister's sending me the screenshots right now. Oh, they're playing it. Yeah, it's literally the same levels as Yo. I used to play growing up. No, that's mad nostalgic. Man. And my sister remembers it too because she's like, it's the same music. Oh wow! And she says this is the best Christmas gift. Wow! 
Oh, wow. you can switch from the old version to the modern version. Yo, I, I need, I need that, th- I need that third mommy status, man. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so the sidebar is like, <laughs> oh man, people might know, like my uh, my younger nephew, yeah, calls me second mommy, yeah, and then Will and Faisal have been roped into the competition. Yes, we have. Yeah, so we've been competing for third mommy. Obviously, loser, loser is fourth mommy in this instance. Um, yeah, so we played trivia at the buffet. Yeah. Which was hosted by my nephew. Man, this was tough. Yeah, and this then you guys one. gift. I mean, Faisal gifted them uh, Thierry Andre. No, Faisal had amazing gifts. For Michael them. Owen jerseys. Because their names are Henry yeah, and yeah, Owen. Yeah, so they've yeah. got their names on the back. Henri? I'm going to call him Henri from you now got on, them. Man. You got them, like, Pokemon T-T. stuff. I got him Pokemon stuff, yeah. yeah. I got him a Pokemon game. Essentially, I had every Pokemon game. I sent Alex, like, an ex- exhaustive list of, like, Pokemon games to, like, search their house for. Yeah, but they own all of them. They own all of them except for Pokemon Arceus. So I got him Pokemon Legends Arceus. I got him some Pokemon figurines. Yeah. Uh, and then the other gift, I was like, I should, like, because there's two of them. So I can't just give them one video game. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me see the other one. And I went to this used game store, and I literally saw the, the, the game. And I remember the story. I think it's actually in Prehistoric, which, by the way, I have a copy of right here. Oh, still? I, I think, yeah. I mean, it's just at my desk, you know. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, not nice. being read. Thanks for, thanks for everyone for uh, purchasing yeah. the book for the holidays. Yeah, this guy was blessed. I saw I saw that it was on Amazon. It was like one of the top like three hundred books. Oh wow! For a little bit there, so yeah, we're not, we're not, no BDS here. Let's keep let's keep <laughs> uh, the momentum going in uh in twenty twenty four, everybody. Uh, yeah. So I can stop promoting it. I got you. I got you. No, I, I thought there was um, like a, a, a little note in here. You know, f- feel like ten seconds of dead air, man. What note are you looking for, man? The Alex Kidd thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in the intro. Oh, okay, yeah. It's so like I the thought. first paragraph. Oh, I'm looking at the forward. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's oh, it's intro. it's in the book. For people who've read the book, they know where I got my name from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I recognize the video game, so I, I bought it from them. Nice. Um, so I'm happy that they're playing, and I'm happy that your sister's enjoying it, too. So Yeah, yeah, they're Let's having go. a great time. That's sick. Next question uh, from Chai. Do you remember Chai? Uh, she one of the top listeners? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. How, to, how, she does some Pokemon things too, I think. How many holes does a straw have? What? How many holes does a straw have? Okay, this sounds like a weird... Uh, no, this is like, like a... a trap. This sounds like a No, it's like a like philosophical a type question. Because there's... Because like... There's one at the top and one at the bottom. You can say right? one, you can say two, basically. I guess there's only two <laughs> options. <laughs> so I don't no, know how philosophical what, what, that is. <laughs> what? No, this is nah, like a man. red pill, blue pill, but like for a, for a straw hole. No, no, hold on. First off, this no, because you can like look at trap. it as one hole, like it's it's an infinite hole <laughs> versus two openings. Okay, what you know what? I'm just gonna say a straw is one hole and keep it moving. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. Okay, that's we're gonna like, go that's with that's that. a great question. Though. We're gonna that's, go that's with that. Crazy, God, I can't believe I just said those things. Nah, hey yo. Um, who on the show? Hey, who on the show uh, would have to abandon hot ones in the middle of the wings because they can't take it anymore? Oh, it's totally Alex. Man. Yeah, it'd be me. And who 100%. would give the best interview? Yeah. So Vivek M. Jacob recently gifted me with uh, this Indian snack pack. <laughs> Why are you uh, saying it like which that, man? Included speak English normally, which man. included a, a Navratan mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I tried it last week because he wanted to review. That's where the Raptors are getting sued over. And I told him, 
I told him like, yo, this is really spicy. Uh-huh. And then he told me he got me the mild version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he knows you, man. He's I'm a considerate friend. I'm not a friend. big spice person, and I know you guys, you know. Bro, like, okay, so what, what is it about the spice thing? Like, it. is it like, do you like start, like, do you not like that your stomach hurts the next yeah, day? Yeah, it just, it just, it, do you I not, feel like, like it takes away from the enjoyment. So it's taking away from other flavors. It's too dominant. food. Okay, yeah. all right, I hear you. That's so, valid. It's also it's not like you're afraid of spice. You just want to taste the other yeah. flavors. I feel like okay. I feel like Blake would definitely make it through the entire hot ones, even though he'd be sweating like crazy. You don't think Blake? Uh, Blake is pretty hardcore. I feel like I trust Blake to make it through the plate of wings. I think I'll make it through too, man. Honestly, I think I could do it, man. Depends on like, like what the incentive is. I mean, there's no incentive. The incentive is just you answer questions like yeah, from this. Then, like, then I'm not. Shout out to Sean Evans too, because I really respect his grind, and obviously he's been so successful. But it's also very funny to me. Like he's like ex- incredibly like normal and bland, almost like a, a NPC type. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I salute him. Like it's it's actually why is NPCs such a thing now, man? No, because I mean, if you play video games, like obviously you know that there are character, there are human beings who are like worthy. But and, I feel like, like NPC means contribute like to the story everywhere right now. Yeah, NPC is pretty funny though. It's just a background character, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. certain people are background not playable. Like there's some every friend group got an NPC. Who's the who's the most NPC dude of the Raptor show? Uh, I think it might be Orin. If I, if I oh I was gonna no you know what? what were you gonna say? <laughs> you know I was gonna say one of our producers. But oh okay, never mind. Never that's, mind. That's, never that's, mind. That's, that's rude. That's Let's rude. Not do that. Everyone is a is a PC. Yeah, everyone's playable um, character. Shanda wants to know who's yep. been our most requested guest this season. Most requested? Like, as in who you put in the most requests for? No, like, like, do you get messages from people? Oh, to come on the show. Like, uh, being like, yo, get, get this person yeah. on the show. Um, Who's one of the most requested? Honestly, I think a lot of people are requesting for angry react bots. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Actually, after the Jazz game, a lot of people were requesting for Assad. They oh, were like, please yeah. record a slander pod about the Raptors. Yeah. Why didn't you do it? Uh, I messaged Assad and, and Saul, yeah. and they said that they were they were away. They're busy. It's like literally vacation time, man. No yeah. one's trying to re- do a react pod on the December yeah, he's, 23rd. He's trying to record his pickup game stats <laughs> is what he's trying to do. He did say that if we were in Toronto in the summer in the wintertime, he would come hoop with us. That's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Assad, man. That guy uh, can really shoot from 35. Like, I've actually seen it happen. Oh, yeah. He's no joke, man. He's actually a sick shooter. Like, I know yeah. jokes aside or whatever, but yeah. No, I've seen he, it on, from his, guy, like, Ratatouille camera angles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Assad, let me buy you a tripod, Stop please. Stop taping man. your phone to the sewer, man. <laughs> this guy just puts his phone on the floor, backed I up can, against the wall. I can hear Shredder. The perspective of that is nuts, man. No, it's honestly wild, man. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's a good question. No, at my at my Christmas dinner at my sister's, because uh-huh. my in-laws, like, brother and some other family members, like, listen to the show. Uh-huh. So it's kind of funny at the Christmas dinner getting pressed, being like, yo, when's the next banter, bro? Oh, nice, nice. But, like, Andy Lou came up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yo, Andy. They were like, They were like, you know who's who's really good? That, that West Coast dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. Andy. You know what, Andy? Andy always gives legendary performances. I'm not surprised, Andy. Appearances are crazy. I'm not su- you know what? Andy wouldn't mind me saying this. Andy got some connections in Markham. Let's just say that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Andy's a- Andy, kno- Andy knows what Markham feels like in the nighttime, man. Yeah. Andy Andy's Miami. been to Times Square on a weekend. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of vibe. There's a chance Andy could permanently be here. Yo, Andy been on Highway 7, man. No, that's crazy, man. <laughs> Um, no, shout out to Andy, man. Andy. I actually think Andy, man. I actually think Andy's like low yeah. key, like the fan favorite. Yeah, I love Andy, man. You know that. 
People like Lee Ben. People love Lee Ben. Like or Warren. they got great vibes. You know the you know the the Pound of Rock Boys. They're they're sick. Um, oh yeah. David Thorpe is is oft, often requested. I love that David Thorpe just comes in, like sets matches, and then walks out the room kind of thing. Oh yeah, doesn't yeah, look yeah, at the explosion. Yeah. Cool guy doesn't look like explosion kind of situation. I like Tim McMahon. Thorpe is but, cool though, man. Then, Thorpe is honestly so well connected. Um, and yeah, I mean, like it's it's good to even get his advice on things because he sees things from like an insider perspective. Yeah, like because he, he doesn't like to say this because he like you know works with a lot of people actively, but he does a lot of media as well. So he just doesn't want like that to be a conflict kind of thing at least publicly mm. but like yeah, he advises like gms he advises like coaches he advises like players yeah yeah like, he's con- he's connected he's man. just been connected he's been doing this for a long time um so sometimes i just even find like in my personal conversations with him and i'm never going to expose what that is but like just even talking to him is like it's good to get advice and a, a sense of how the league works because you know the, the nba is very particular as people know so shout to thorpe man i appreciate you someone called him the gandalf of the podcast i agree Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a whole comp during the summer. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Shouts to Elrod. Um, Yo, how do you know Elrod Hubbard? <laughs> what? That's a Scientology, dude. No, no. Yo, a, Elrod is different. Elrod's like, he's an elf. He's an elf. How soft was Gary Sr.'s chinchilla coat? Will you be buying one for yourself? So I was able to try on Gary Sr.'s coat. Yeah. Well, you begged him for it. Yo, so. it was really warm. Like, yeah. Yeah, you looked warm. From a practical standpoint, like, I actually understand why you would own a coat like that. Well, to be fair, like, even Gary was sweating. He had, yeah. Yeah, nobody has walked into that studio this year not sweat. <laughs> it's, it's a hot room, man. It's hot, it's hot ones. But no, it's, the funniest thing. Yeah, I mean, Sean Evans in there. The funniest thing about the Gary Sr. was, like, he had to take the coat off during break. Yeah, yeah. And he Just kept asking us when we were coming back because, like, he needed it on when he was back. <laughs> Yeah, he like had a shirt and everything underneath. Like it was I'm perfectly. Like, you have fine, a regular but... like beige like Henley shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can't just roll with that. Anyways, yo man, just the Henley shirts. Man. No, no, he was rocking that Henley. How is man. Henley not a band, man? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I will not be buying one. I did ask him. He said it costs about five thousand dollars. Yeah, which I thought it'd be more. Well, okay, man. Why no, but to, like, why are you trying to slander this man? He said it's five base five thousand plus whatever add-ons you want to throw on there. But what are you adding on? No, like you want to cho- choose like different types of fur. Oh, okay. You know the rarity. He of the also animal, says he goes cetera, straight cetera. to the wholesaler. Right, right, right. So right. he's not buying it retail. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after you're with them sixteens, it's one point two. Oh my god, man! <laughs> Situation. All right. Um, I know three rap songs. In the future, your nephews and Will's brother should take over the pod to carry on the legacy. Yeah, you know what? There's like a 10-year age gap between my brother and also your, your nephews, but they all know Pokemon. Do you think your brother will ever... Wait, what is your brother studying for? So he's going to do like Uber some computer science. Oh, Yo, okay. relax, man. Yo, that's crazy, man. Just because just he ordered too much Uber Eats for one month. <laughs> But no, nah, he's gonna do some computer science stuff. So he was oh, so about, there's no way he'll find himself in media, is what you're saying? I I don't think so. I think I've I've, I've had a more like outgoing personality or like more public facing personality. Like even like in high school, for example, I I wasn't like shy to like read a poem for Remembrance Day or like go up in an assembly kind of thing. Mm. So or like I I did like music and I I had some solos. So again, you're literally performing in front of a lot of people. So I guess I was always like relatively comfortable with that. Um and yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the same, like, tendencies from him. But right. he also doesn't love sports the same way. Like, he loves sports because he's like, all right, man, I know 
my brother loves sports and I love my brother and my dad loves sports and I love my dad. So I'll follow these things tangentially, but he's like, it's not like life or death for him the way it is for me and my dad. Right. You know, like my dad's still playing soccer to this day, man. No, that's wild, man. Yeah. You know, play like said- a full 90 minutes in midfield. Like that's uh, in, in the mid fifties to do that. Like. Damn, my hat's that's only you, in man. his mid fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm only like fifteen years <laughs> younger than your pops. Yo, yo, this is a crazy existential crisis. I'm sorry, right now. man. I'm sorry, dog. I'm Couple sorry. mailbag ones. Got you. Let's go. Maybe we take a ginger tea break. All right, all right, all right. Sam Given, you remember Sam Given? Yeah, I remember Sam the Sock Given. What's up, man? Sam the Sock from Any New Given Sunday. What up, mate? So one uh, each I for might. us. For me, he says. So okay. this is a hypothetical scenario. Mm. On the same day, Alex. You get a call from Adam Sandler and Jackie Chan. Oh, okay. Sandler's asking you to feature in an Uncut Gems sequel, and Jackie's asking wow. you to do the same for Rush Hour 4. Wow. You can only pick one. Which do you choose? Sadly, it's pretty easy. I'll go with Uncut Gems. Yeah, Rush Hour 4 is going to be washed. My God, man. Rush also, Hour I, don't, I don't stand Jackie Chan like that. Really? No, oh, bro. Really? You stand him? I mean, I don't stand him, but he's an icon, man. Like, no, Adam Sandler's not an icon. I get it, but like, yeah. he's an icon of broken English and, you know, bamboo action. <laughs> what else does he have? This is like that review that we did back in the day of, like, the the, the Jackie Chan, like, um, not the Jackie Chan, um, the Rush Hour review, where the reviewer was like, this concoction of sweet and sour was... <laughs> Oh, Just yeah, some movie reviewer actually said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it a might really... Might have been Siskel or Ebert, man. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like... It, it was, was kind of racist, honestly, when I thought about we it. We do need to review the tuxedo at some point. I think that'd be a great part. No, the tuxedo is a terrible movie, No, I think man. that'd be a great part. I think part. he puts on a tuxedo and it has, like, gives him superpowers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, Kung Fu people. I think that'd be a great part. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Sam, I'm going to go with uh, Sandler here. I agree with Sandler's putting up Sandler's still in his prime. Jackie Chan, like fully washed, man. Yeah, not it's getting, like saying, like, would you would you rather go hoop with Shaq or LeBron? Like, I'd go hoop with LeBron. Like not getting to hoop with Sandler this year was honestly, I think, our biggest miss. Yeah. We've had a lot of misses this year, you know. We you could think have really so? used that. No, we no, I was just meant like we could have really used that, like to to help our mood. No, that would be happier been... on the Raptors show. Be like, yeah, the Raptors lost, but uh yeah. you know, like yeah, they got Katie, but we got Jaden McDaniels. Like it would be no, one of those types. Yeah. That's crazy. We that's got... my, it's my favorite video of Anthony Edwards, man. He really just said, Yeah, they got Katie, but we got Jaden McDaniels. No, that's that's teammate of the year, man. <laughs> Yo, that's that's amazing. That's a twine. Nobody on the Raptors is lying to other people about their teammates like that. You know what I mean? Like Scotty Bar I guess Scotty's saying like I would rather pick play with OG than Michael Jordan kind of thing, but that's no, that's Cap, man. Yeah, that's different. I guess that video just hasn't gone viral, but the way he said it, too, is great, man. Sam also asked you, why is watching the Pistons play so much fun? This season, apart from the Raptors, they're easily my most watched team. Uh-huh. Every chance to watch them, I seize the opportunity. I love cheering them on to lose. Yeah. Is it just me, or is watching the Pistons lose so frequently just so much fun for everyone else as well bro it's historic how do you not root for that like it's a once in a lifetime well not once in a lifetime but it's like once in a decade kind of like losing streak man by the way garrett temple is officially out for tonight's game against the wizards so make of that what you will um yeah i think you just gotta root for history you know that's all it's just like I, I wasn't a warriors fan but when the warriors started out 24 and 0 except for when they beat the raptors which by the way there's some very I wouldn't say, like, biased officiating, but a couple of bad calls, I think, really um, worked against the Raptors in that game where the Raptors lost in that 24-game win streak that they started the year with. But, like, even when that was happening, I was, like, I wanted to see that continue to happen because it was so, like, rare. 
Mm. You know, so it's like it's like you want to see a shooting star kind of thing. So. Yo, you might never see a team lose twenty seven in a Yo, row. Yo, twenty seven is is well, unbelievable. We've never seen because he got talent. Like Cade is really good, man. Well, he got really good. He's really skilled. I could definitely see him being even better in a much more professional context with much better teammates, et cetera, et cetera. Yo, Toronto, but, like, bro, his individual skills good. Here. Yeah, I mean they're not trading Cade, man. Come on, He's getting Photoshop. Also, bro, imagine the Pistons traded Cade, man. Also, like, they burned the city down. Damn, man. Also, Sam. Got some uh, yeah. free socks at Global Jam. Nice, yes. That's why we call them the socks. Two years ago. And he said, P.S., my dog recently ate the Global Jam socks. Your dog eats socks? Yeah, Yo. your dog ate the socks. I'm not going to lie. My cats give me lots of trouble, but they never they don't do some stuff like that, man. That's why you don't have pets or kids, man. Um, man this guy got no dependents. Cam Christie. <laughs> yeah, third. Um, do you think trading OG slash Pascal would reboot the narrative of the show as well as the team? What does that mean? I say this because the frustration for the team must be a lot for you guys to carry when the team is clearly not built for winning as currently constructed. Okay. I'm sure you guys want to do a fun show. Yeah. And I imagine that's a lot harder when the team sucks. I mean, we don't have to force fun into everything. Like, there's certain games where it's like, we, we got to pick our spots. I think that's where you got to, like, well, I don't know. Like, that's where we got to rely on our sensibilities. And also, like, we got to, we need the audience to trust us to be able to have fun even when they're losing. And I do think that we haven't done a great job with that. Like, I feel like our shows have been kind of down, you know. Yeah. But, like, the team is down. So, like, I, I mean, I get since, it. We, since the show started, the raps have been good for, like, four weeks. <laughs> the end of that 2022 yeah. season. <laughs> the, the show literally started with the Goran Dragic saying, I need, I need I have higher ambitions. I wonder. And then it, it, it's now it's where it is, man. man I wish wild. Blake was here to check this. It's yeah. like, I wonder how many. Not to pizza party, but like how many three plus game win streaks have there been? Well, we could put the it last this way: two years, two plus. The first season of the show, when we came to Sportsnet and launched the Raptor Show, yeah. Um, the first season, your running gag was: Will Speed Mahalik hit three straight threes or three yeah. threes in a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. and that uh, ultimately never happened. Yeah. I believe. Maybe game 82, I think maybe there's a chance. I, I'm t- misremembering. But that was the running storyline. Right. The following year, you were tracking, will the Raptors win three games in a row? Did I track that? You tracked that last year. And the Raptors so didn't I, win three I games in a row. I was ahead of Darko on that. But you didn't offer a pizza party or you didn't offer a free dinner, which I think is a key difference. Like, yeah. you could want a Raptors three-game win streak. Yeah. But to offer them dinner but as I an was, incentive, I was, was hating. Kind of, it was kind of funny. This year, like... It's evolved to, I don't even know, like, when you're not even tracking Darko's taking over the tracking at this point. That's the thing that's funny. I think that what reflects also is just, like, the the the, the slide and expectations. I mean, will, will a OG and Pascal trade, like, change the narrative? Of course. You have tons, you have a totally different, like, set of players yeah, to talk about. I think about. it's time for that, man. And I think that, like, you get different possibilities. I think what's one of the issues adding to the frustration is not just, like, the Raptors are losing. You know, objectively, it is still early in the season. Like, you may look at it in that way as, like, a neutral uh, observer or to this situation and say, why are you guys so frustrated or impatient? But the thing is, we're not impatient. It's just like we've seen the same iteration for many years now. So when you see them try to go at it again, even though they changed like the coaching and it still isn't successful, like you're just frustrated with the fact that it's like, okay, why do we have to always go at it with the same players? Especially mm. if these players are wa- about to walk into free agency. And by the way, these guys are all fully all getting maxed, man. Even OG, who like, honestly, a team's not going to get like crazy value maxing OG. You'll get, you'll get a really good player, don't get me wrong. But like, you're not getting a max level player. Just like, I don't think the Rockets are getting a max level player with Fred. But like, 
Detroit's fully going to throw a bag at OG. And it's just up to OG of whether or not he wants to pay it or like or accept the money, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. So think, you, you do no, need resolutions. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's making people anxious is that there's no resolution and the current product is not trending upward, you know? Yeah, I think no matter where OG goes, he's going to look better at his ne- on his next team. Okay. Because he's going to be like, I don't think he's going to a Detroit. I think okay. he's going to go to like a winning team. And he's going to be in a position where he doesn't have to like overdo things, and I feel like he's gonna his career is gonna get reframed in that way. So he's like, like Aaron Gordon, yeah, kind of like that, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like that, like yeah. a changing piece, yeah, like a like a game changing piece, sure. on on a contending team, like a Derek White. Yeah, better than that though. Better than Derek White. Better than All Star Derek White. No, nah, man, that Derek White All Star push is crazy. Wow, man. man. What Guys, are we doing, man? No, nah, let me look up Derek White. You numbers, can't have man. that hair. You can't have that hairline showing up to Indiana or whatever, man. <laughs> Yo, relax, him. Holy Come on, man. man. This guy got a mohawk and he's talking about Derek White's <laughs> hairline. It's nuts, man. Yo, man. Well, how's Common gonna rap about Derek White's receding hairline? Oh man, Derek White is averaging sixteen point six points. Yeah. Shooting 45% or 49.5% from the field, 42 from three. Um, I mean, obviously, he's a quality player and he's on a winning team. I mean, nah, but this I is, don't know, man. This, this is, is like this when is the scream all star to me, man. This is like when the Atlanta Hawks sent four guys yeah, yeah, yeah. It does to the all star like team. No this offense, is like their Paul Millsap. Yeah. This is like, you know, right, like sure. this is this is their Kyle Corver. What's Derek White going to do with the all star game, man? Put up a good plus minus? <laughs> like, damn. He's going to shave everyone's like, yo, heads. He's a good. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. Yo, man. I think that'd be sick, man. <laughs> yeah, he comes on. He there. just plays guys one on one, and he's like, "Yo, Ja, he swipes if up. you lose, I shave your head." Yo, uh, that's what they should put up. Ja coming back, by the way. Ja single handedly gonna bring back my Wizards, my uh, Grizzlies over. Yo, it's kind of crazy, right? Because he won four straight, and, and he had a game winner his first game back. All right, Although he also, more. he also hit a questionable celebration, but we're gonna pause on that, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna leave that alone. Yeah, um, Herman. All right. Herman, were you the one who gave Will the Pokemon dice? No. If if you it was gave, someone else, man. If you gave Will the Pokemon dice, it wasn't Herman. At I'm time, you. Markham. That person reached out to me and, and, and said it was me. So oh, it okay. wasn't it wasn't Herman. But Herman said it was nice to meet you, Alex, at the book signing. Thanks for signing my three books. As mentioned to you in Markham, I think Will needs to take up medication. Oh. Meditation. Oh, okay. All right. Not that Theo Melodon. <laughs> Meditation. <laughs> I'm like, damn, there's another Reddit feedback. All right. Meditation <laughs> or yoga. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would be willing to pitch in for some yoga or med- uh, meditation classes for you, Will. I'm incredibly not flexible, so. To the, I feel to like the, meditation to the doctor is a who's option. trying to fix my plantar fasciitis, Raptor Show listener, I still owe you an email. Man, we get such love and care from the community, man. No, honestly, man. That's people, actually, people want to work on our mind. People want to work on our feet. Okay, all right, man. Like, we, from, do, from top to bottom, man. Are you like, talking we, about it like this, man? We feel it, man. Yeah. Um, it, it was Virginia, by the way. Sasha, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shut, okay. Yeah. Virginia, I'm really sorry. Yeah. How dare you? I'm, I'm really sorry. Shout out to Markham. Uh, let's see. Uh-huh. This one is from uh, Warren Barry uh, from Saskatchewan. That's a sick name, by the way. From the Sketch. Yeah, that's not um, what I call it, man. This is a little late, but like I guess yeah, we can answer that's it. That's fine. Um, yeah, go ahead. Do you Sportsnet people do Secret Santa uh-huh. in the office? What is a good office Secret Santa gift? 
Is it like, do you know, is it specific for someone else? Or is it like one of those like white elephant things where you can trade the gift around? <laughs> I don't know why white elephant always cracks white me up. White elephant does kind of crack me up too. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, the national song, man. It sounds like a squid game, man. <laughs> We're going to play white elephant. Oh, man. Uh, um, gift cards always the way to go, man. Gift cards pretty damn good. Around. Honestly, just stuff an envelope with cash, man. If they're like yeah. fifty dollar limit, like here's a fifty dollar bill. Why you not? know what? You're right. Actually, nobody has ever been. Cash upset is with, the most direct language in the yeah. world. Yeah, that's that's pretty no, good. That's the robot. No, g- g- give a give a red pocket. Like put it in a red no, pocket. Legit, you know, though. like dress it up a little bit. But yeah, put some cash yeah. around. Generic gifts. I mean, the thing is, like, nobody really wants a generic gift, right? Like, if I want to get a gift, I want to get a direct gift. And know? also, some people so. are picky, too. It's like, it's hard to get gifts. Why do people not like getting cash? Yeah, no, cash. Is it impersonal? Cash is king, man. Okay, all right, man. This guy just say anything right now. Cash is king. No, you honestly, you hang out with Alex long enough, you realize he just defaults sometimes. <laughs> You'll be like, know your worth, king. And someone will <laughs> just but, be talking about, like, oh, but it man. Hits, like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. This guy would just default into IG captions after Yo, honestly, talking long enough, man. Am I becoming Keyshawn? That's crazy. <laughs> um, you know. I'm moving backwards. There are um, some similarities, man. You kept saying that, you know, your life is a movie, which is definitely a oh, Keyshawn oh, thing, Oh, yeah, by yeah, the yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I think I just, like, socially shut down sometimes. Yeah, no. You, you had a limited engine. I get it, man. Um, you're, the, you're, the, you're the old one Honda Civic of socializing. Man, Alex, who is the biggest celeb you have ever interviewed? Damn, that's crazy. Kirsten Dunst? Oh, yeah. You were on my GQ. Yeah, I interviewed a lot. Yeah. No, you know who was oh, that, man? Yo, Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki. Steve. What you interview Steve Aoki about? I don't remember. That was a cash Whoa. grab. Oh. Cash is king, baby. <laughs> no, that's GQ's crazy. GQ's like, you want to talk to Aoki? I'm like, Yo, bet. That's crazy. I'm like, I love DJ. Yo, that's. I'm like, what's it like throwing a cake into the crowd, bro? All right, let me let me let me go through some of these because I added your GQ uh, stories to. Oh my, yeah, yeah. It's a really pocket. random list. A tame night out with Chandler Parsons. You've explained that one. Chandler Parsons, yep. Matthew Delavadova, the coffee king of Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Traveled to Cleveland just for that. Uh, the curious lives of Pokemon Go. Okay, that's not going to happen. Ichiro Suzuki speaks English just fine, moron. Oh, yeah. That was like a. That was Stephen A. Smith, I think, said something about Ichiro. Oh, okay. Got yeah. you. Got you. Got that was you. When, that was when I, when I was in my real pro Asian era. Uh, well, you still. I'm still pro Asian. Yeah. Right? I was gonna, let's be very clear about that. Yeah. Boris Dia, the Frenchiest dude in the NBA, oh, yeah, is down to go to Mars. Love talking to Dia. Clips talks about Hell Has No Fury on its 10th anniversary. Yes. Pusha T talked to me, interview while he was uh, in a car on his way to meet Hillary Clinton. Wow. And then Hillary lost the election like a month later. Damn. Yeah. And that's when Trump appeared. No, unfortunately, Hillary is a walking L. Uh, yeah. Eddie Huang. Yeah, Eddie Huang. Yeah. yeah. D'Angelo Russell reveals where the ice in my veins celebration oh, that came was from. Such a, that was a tough interview. <laughs> he, Why? He was not giving me anything. Yeah? Yeah, open that on a separate tab. Okay. Open that on a separate tab. We can actually read some of that. I bet you it's so bad. <laughs> okay. No, I bet right, you it's right. so bad. All right, all right, all right. What else is in here? Uh, the wonderful, unlikely online hive of Jeremy Lin. Action Bronson on what he's taught Mario Batali. Action Bronson, yes. That's pretty good. That's yes. pretty good. Bronson. The real-life diet of Lou Williams, the coolest player in the NBA. Yo, okay. This I, guy I, used to talk to Lou no, Williams. I've, now you're talking to Will Lou. I've like, told you. Tough, I've told, I don't know if I told you this story. Yeah. Um, who is that European guard? Who came to the Clippers? He like Milos Teodosic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So originally, I was yeah. supposed to talk. He's to, a legend, by the way. I was overseas. supposed to yeah. talk to him. This was at a Raptors game. 
Okay, so you're supposed to talk to Milos Teodosic. For GQ. What, what are you talking to Milos Teodosic I, about, I think man? I pulled out some tidbit. He talked like, about what cigarettes do you like to smoke and where can I cough? It's like Marlboro Reds or Marlboro Lights. Ooh. Yo, Red or <laughs> They light. drafted cigarettes? What are you guys doing over there, man? So, but then he, right, like, yeah. ducked on me. Okay. Like, he said, he, he pregame, he's like, yo, I'll do it postgame. Postgame, I went in, he literally ran out the back. Like, I think he was just, like, really shy, like, about his English. Yo, that's hilarious. So they pull me Lou Williams. They slipped the slipped screen, And man. I was like, yo, Lou, man, what's your diet? He's like, yo, I just eat anything, man. Lou, like, it was, hey, like, a whole thing. Lou always been very skinny, so. All right, he who might else? just have one of those constitutions. Who else we got? Uh, who else is on this list, man? This is a pretty good list. Ashton Bronson on the list. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is having a moment. Yeah, Kirsten, that was a cool interview. Uh, Damn, Rayquan yeah. not on there? I mean, it, this is what I added to my pocket, so I was not personally Oh, oh you're not on the archive. No, no, I'm not on the archive. These are just stories that I was like, oh, I want to uh, read this, and I added it to my my, my, uh, my pocket, yeah. Yeah, the D'Angelo Russell one was the toughest one. Yeah, I got, I got the quotes pulled up on that He one, was man. just not playing, man. Yeah. Like, you know when you just hit somebody with a couple questions? You're like, GQ, uh, question. You seem to be really embracing the showman side of playing on Los Angeles. Playing to the crowd and such. D'Angelo Russell. Pulitzer. It's great. The Lakers fan base is enormous. Getting the fans on our side is a huge advantage for us. Period. Oh, brother. <laughs> there was nothing cut uh, from this. He's like, uh, who's the best dressed Laker from GQ? Answer, we have so many guys on the team that are capable. I don't want to give anyone that oh, stamp. man. Jordan, Jordan Clarkson does his thing. Nick Young does his thing. I do my thing. Julius Randle does his thing. Tough. Clarkson uh, recently made a statement with his swag kill recently. Would you be up for wearing something like that? Answer, nah, that ain't me. That's not my wave. And then your question, what's your wave? He said, there's no description. It just depends on how I feel. But that oh. definitely wasn't my wave. What was your high, What was your style like back in high school? Question. I didn't have a style. I didn't really care. Yo, I just wore what I had. This, I just, this man curved me on every question, man. <laughs> Yo. yo, this is like when you interviewed Delano and he said, yo, yo my favorite part of the championship was the championship. The crazy thing is, too, when, these guys, when these guys do GQ, you expect them to play ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, this is, like, their nah, thing. Nah, nah, not for him. No, these questions, these answers get even shorter. Man. Oh, man, please keep <laughs> What's going. What's the man. nicest thing Jack Nicholson has ever said to you during a game? Answer, I've never spoken to him. Yo! Your question? You tweeted in July after the Warriors signed Kevin Durant that they should be illegal to play with in NBA 2K. Have you played with them in the game? Answer? Nah. I only play as myself. Period. Yo! Next question. Okay, between you, Brandon, Julius, and Jordan, who is most likely to line up overnight for a pair of sneakers like Yeezys? Brandon. Because he's an Adidas guy. <laughs> Yo, he said because he's a three-stripes athlete. This is how you know Yo. the interview is bad because, like, oh I had to include Yo, all this I'm in crying, there. Man. No, because there's no good stuff. I couldn't delete anything. Oh, man. This is the whole interview. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. The man. funniest thing is, man, last question. Do you allow yourself to think about what it'll be like at Staples Center? When the Lakers are back in the playoffs. Oh, you were deep in your bag for this one. The answer, nah. That's too far down the line. One game at a time. By that time, we'll look up and we'll be there. Yo, I don't even know how this got published. <laughs> yo, this was a nothing burger. Uh, yo, wow. This was a nothing burger. No lettuce, no cheese, nothing. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That one's tough. That one's I tough. I specifically dog. remember that one. Wow. Because, like, the he was just... 
stiff arming me from the Bro, jump. I feel like you had a lot of questions for him, like in different directions, 2K, fashion. I was trying to take him in directions, and he wasn't trying to go no, anywhere. No, man, that's tough. This no. guy said, I'm, I'm standing 10 toes down. No, you know what? That, <laughs> that, that might have been the toughest interview wow. I've ever done. Oof. Damn, yeah, I know the Kirsten Dunst is better than this one. That's a so, tough one. Yeah. All right, you want to take this break and then actually hit Raptors questions? Yeah, take this break, Raptors questions, and then we out. All right, let's go. Welcome back to the December Banter Pod. Uh, I'm your host, Will Lou. I'm joined by co-host Alex Wong. Uh, I feel like we should have set it up top, but you know, it's been a while since I've done a pod, so I kind of forget uh, how to do this. Anyway, um, we're what? finally getting to the point where we are answering your Raptors questions. There has been a lot of them sent in, and we're going to try to get to as many of these as possible. Alex Wong, start us off with the first one, man. Yeah, I'm going to group all these together. Okay, got you, got you. Go um, ahead, go ahead. Number one, is it time for Masai to move on? Okay. Number two, what happened to Masai? Mm. Number three, at what point do you think Masai and Bobby deserve to get fired? Mm-hmm. And number four, what are your thoughts on starting a fire the front office chant if the Raps are down big at the half again next mm. home game? Uh, Which one of these do you want to tackle directly? Man, that's like one of those iceberg YouTube videos. Let's do. Um, okay. Let's do. At what point do you think Masai and Bobby deserve to be to get fired? I think if they don't come out of this situation with either extensions reasonable extensions <laughs> if you don't get re- if you don't get reasonable extensions done for Pascal Siakam and OJ Anobi or trade or though. if you don't get reasonable return back for them in a trade no this is reasonable doubt right now especially if they have a repeat of what happened with Fred in the offseason yeah. and by the way the Fred thing you might even say well you couldn't have seen that coming because Houston was going to put that money towards James Harden and then they got Ime and then that changed their mind and they went to Fred like a couple of things had to happen. I mean, look, I think you should be paid to be able to anticipate these things um, and have foresight, but whatever. If you want to say that that one caught us by surprise, you know, whatever, fine. But there's no surprises here. OG and Pascal will be highly in demand in free agency to the point where they're going to be max players. Pascal definitely, OG probably as well. So you need to make sure you make that decision. Are you going to get them to extensions? And reasonable extensions to me are like, you got at least two more years on Pascal's deal at the non-Supermax. And then for OG, you know, can you get him to take any kind of a discount? Probably not. I don't see why any player would be giving a discount to stay here in this current situation, but can you get him to below max contract value for like three, four years? That, I would say, is like reasonable. Um, And the other thing is like, if you trade them, can you get like, multiple prospects back in return. Because I think the biggest thing for me is not only the Raptors need to replace some of their starters, they need to get a new group of guys to even come in and develop. Because it's like, I still think there's maybe a little bit more runway with Precious. There's more runway with like Malachi, I suppose, to some degree. But like, realistically, I would love to see the developmental process and like what Darko has done developmentally with more prospects and better prospects. And that's what I'm hoping to get from OG and Pascal Steele. So, if we can get, like, I don't know, three prospects back for either guy, I would 100% do it. If they can get, like, five new prospects in, um, I would love to look at something like that. You know what I mean? From those two guys. Uh, but they cannot walk for nothing. If they walk for nothing, these guys should be fired. I'm serious. Um, Damn. You don't think so? bro? No, no, I agree. I think the way to look at it is, like, okay, do you want Masai and Bobby to be the guys who – are in charge of building a team around Scotty. I do. 
Okay. I do. Yeah. But also at the same time, you can that would be a colossal mistake, man. It would. If these guys walked in for agency and you didn't get anything for them, like Fred style, it would but be you a would colossal mistake. You would still trust Masai and Bobby to be the front office that tries to build a winning team around Scotty. Yes, I would. Okay. I would. I would. And and honestly, my trust in that is just based on what they did previously. They had a really, really great run. But recently, it's just been really cold. But if I were to take the long-term approach, I mean, I don't know. Though. What happened to Masai? I don't think anything happened to Masai. Um, I think he's the same guy. If it's Is it time for Masai to move on? I don't think it's even like the people themselves need to move on. They just need to change course. You know, and I'm not like so attached to the people that like they have to stay on no matter what. But I do think it's time to change course. By the way, uh, Woj put out in like threads. Woj is doing like ask me anything on threads. Oh yeah, what's he's trying try to get people to do. Why is Woj moving so desperate? Yeah, he's moving desperate. But he did say someone asked him about what's the situation in Toronto, and I think they said that you know Toronto's not at that point yet. Oh, they never at that point. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be at that point on Feb 9th. By the way, the most connected person to Raptors front office is Woj. I mean, I know that's like the case for most teams, but especially for the Raptors. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Not counting Scotty, what has been Masai's best move post-championship? Not counting Scotty, what has been Masai's best move post-championship? Okay, so it hasn't been a free agency signing because it's like – it, it, like Dennis Schroeder is the best free agency signing they brought in in terms of productivity. Um, past that, it's like Stanley Johnson, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Matt Thomas. It's tough. Terrence Davis. Um, who else, man? Uh, Jalen McDaniels. Yeah, they got Jaden McDaniels, but we got Jalen McDaniels. Um, tough. They, who, Otto Porter. Otto Porter. Uh, they've traded for Thad Young. They've traded for Jakob Pertl. Um, they drafted Delano Banton, David Johnson, Christian Coloco. Um, I still think back to Darko's press conference where you and I were there for. By the way, they the whole they they hand out ice cream bars afterwards, which was quite nice, but in retrospect, kind of funny. But I appreciate that they handed out ice cream bars. It's just kind of funny. But they had the balloons. They had the whole like event. It was you know, outside. It was you know it yeah. was like a whole thing. Darko said, you know, I'm so happy to be here. I love everything about my life right now. Masai was like, I want to be Eugeriakovich. U- yeah, that's uh, a tough one. And and then the funniest thing to me in retrospect is they got the players to come sit out because it's like they had a lot of seats out. And there was like a decent amount of media. Like, of course, it's a new coach, right? So there was like 20-odd some on media. They also had a lot of MLSE folks like sit behind us as well to like create an even bigger crowd. Oh, yeah, seat, seat filler. I would just say like there was like 50 seats and only 20 were media, right? So there yeah. was like 20 other MLSE folk. Uh, on other organization people. And then they had some seats at the front for some players who were showing up. Yo, please and tell me you remember the players. The five players. Well, Precious showed up 20 minutes late, so Precious is the sixth player. But, like, let's just put Precious out. He sat in the second row. First row, on time, ready to, you know, start the press conference with, with Darko. The five players. Actually, I want, I want you to do this. Let me guess. I want you to guess, man. Okay. Who are the five players? I know Jeff Down was there. Jeff Down, JDJ. Yep. JDJ was there. Yep. Don't disrespect acronyms by giving him okay. JDJ. Okay, um, Jeff Down Jr. then. Fine. Yeah, say his full name. Or um, say his name. Yeah, go ahead. Jeff Down Jr. Coloco? Yep. Christian Coloco was there. Okay. Um, Delano Banton? Delano Banton, yes. Of course, of the uh, Boston Celtics. no longer going to be on the team. Yes. Delano Banton was one of the five in attendance. Ooh, it's getting tough now. Yeah, it's getting pretty tough. Um, what you got for me? One of them played a lot of G League minutes the last two years you know, on a two-way deal with the Raptors. Not Champagne because he gone already. No, no. Him. He's also the guy who you like to associate with. Uh, you know, who, JR likes to root for this guy. 
Oh, Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper Jr., yep. Um, hopefully you recover soon. Yeah, uh, get well got soon, injured. Ron. So, and there's one more. The one more. He got a he got a really good nickname relative to how much NBA action he saw so far. Was he on the on the NBA roster? He was technically season? he was on the roster last season. He was yeah. He joined midway through the season uh, as a free agent. Midway is he still with the Raptors? No. He played for the Raptors summer league team. If that helps. No, I'm gonna need this one. Uh, he hit three threes in a game before uh, Svima Mihailik. Oh my God, Joe Wieskamp! Joe Wieskamp! No way! Yeah. So to yo, uh, I knew I, I I knew those five were gonna be like duds, but I didn't. I, I forgot that Wieskamp was there. Yeah. So to recap, oh the, the starting God. the five that sat front row for Darko's introduction press conference was Jeff Down Jr., Joe Wieskamp, Christian Coloco, Delano Banton, Ron Harper Jr. Uh. Jeff Downton and Ron Harper have both suffered injuries that have kept them out for a lot of this part of the season. Coloco as well. He's Coloco has been out with a mysterious injury, and I know a lot of people want to know what it is. I think we should just respect that, you know what, he's like, it's something that's really going to affect his health. Mm-hmm. So I don't think at that point it's even up to people to really, like, look into it. I mean, I'm, I get being curious, but, like, no one's going to report on this. Plus there's rules. Him. There's rules within, like, the collective bargaining agreement. Yes, Absolutely. So they're not, they're not trying to be coy with this just to be coy. They're trying to be coy with this out of respect to him. So, like, I'm going to try to respect that as well. And I hope every other reporter does in this instance, unless Christian himself wants to come out and explain the situation, which he hasn't. Um, Delano Banton is now a reserve with the Boston Celtics. Sometimes he plays, but that's because the Celtics up, blow everybody out. And then Wieskamp is, I believe, playing for, like, a, a G League team in Texas. So the the, the, the mm. fate of these five guys was, was not quite, uh, you know what it was but I do remember Darko even saying part of his press conference to be like you know I believe everyone can improve like I think Delano Panther can be a better cutter and then meanwhile the Raptors cut him to go no, to Boston that's wild so yeah anyway that but press this is back to the jokes, front man. office again it's like what's your plan like I know I know I've been very do you think anti- they really want to hire you man um yeah that one I don't know because Houston hired Ime really quickly yeah they did it right away yeah because the reports were that Ime was like a front runner here. Yes, yes, because he has connections with Masai. Yeah, that that I don't know. Yeah, but my thing is like, okay, with the front office, mm-hmm. the big things they've swung and miss on a lot of stuff. But even like you take Jeff Down Jr. as an example. Okay. If you were gonna cut him mm-hmm. at the end of training camp, yeah, and I know he was like we made a big deal. He was on a zero dollar deal. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I forgot. About he was on that. a zero dollar deal. Yo, the front office was cooking on that one. <laughs> we man. had agent zero. Oh, oh man. But why was he taking up a spot in training camp if he was not a non-guaranteed player and he wasn't going to make the team? And he barely played in preseason. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like he Bro, was Marquise competing. Marquise Noel will come into the game before Jeff. Yeah, Dan. it yeah. wasn't like he was competing down to the last minute. So you no. gave him a real shot at camp. So why did we waste all that time on a single player? We wasted like a year and a half of development, essentially. Yeah. On, on For what, on though? Um, I don't know, actually. I actually don't know. Like, what was the point of him being in camp? Yeah, I mean, like, there's always going to be, like, a high burnout rate with, like, these, like, flyer-level prospects. But it just seems like they haven't thought through any of these things. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, to the point about what's their best move outside of Scotty, I mean, I don't even know. Like, turning Kyle's deal into, like, a sign-in trade for Precious. That's, that's a win for you? That's, I mean... <laughs> God damn, damn that second robot tussin is it? <laughs> that tussin is it? All right, no, no more messing around. All right, I got you. 
Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think this question might have been kind of, like, facetiously, like... <laughs> I couldn't no. say that word. Um, to point out the fact that, like, there's been no good moves. Yeah, yeah, No, they've been on a cold streak. There's no doubt. I yeah. mean, imagine if they swung and miss on Scotty. Like, yeah. imagine if they drafted someone else. Well, I mean... If Scotty didn't pan out. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like they can just sit on this Scotty thing because they haven't done anything with Scotty. Well, soon you're going to get to the point where it's like, who's Scotty playing with? Like, the last thing you want to do is another Cade Cunningham with the Pistons situation. You yeah, know? that's why Cade's going to come here. Why is Cade going to come Green. here, man? Only Cade's going to come here if we trade him Scotty. That's Friendship only ball, man. That's not how this works, man. But Friendship hopefully it ball. does. I don't know. Maybe eventually. Uh, next up, please discuss why we have no guards or three-point shooting going on three-plus years <laughs> in a guard and three-point shooting dominated league. Yo, yeah, remember? so a lot of these questions are just uh, from a lot of yeah, angst. Yeah. No, but I think it's like it's it's valid. Anger. It's warranted. It's, it's warranted and it's like valid. Like we're we're consumers at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like we obviously can't go ourselves and change the roster. We can only people can do that is the front office. That's why people get upset at the front office. So it's totally valid. But what's up with this Vision Six Nine situation, man? Like, well, you know, I, I'm not sure if that was just like just happen. a Nick thing or if it was a Nick and the front office or it was a, just a front office thing. But like, I think for the longest time the Raptors had a lot of guards. Like, everything back to, like, early Masai's tenure, for example, in Toronto, This we had guard rotations that were, like, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, with, like, Gravis Vasquez and Lou Williams coming off the bench. We had seasons where it was, like, Kyle with uh, Corey Joseph as a backup, DeLon Wright as a third stringer, and then Fred VanVleet as a fourth stringer. That's just at the point guard position alone. So this is not a team that is, like, I don't think Masai is, like, inherently against guards. But I also do think they overcorrected because the one thing they didn't have for a long time was a 6'9 forward. We were like, let's try Landry Fields in the playoffs as a defensive stopper, even though he's like really, really unfortunately injured with nerve issues, uh, nerve damage issues. Um, you know, we're going to put James Johnson out there. We started a game with Tyler Hansbrough as the answer for Paul Pierce oh, because yeah, we don't have wings. He was a we, secret weapon. Yeah, too. James Johnson was tried out twice. We had DeMar Carroll come in. Obviously, he had injuries, so he couldn't really hang. Patrick Patterson was our 6'9 forward for a while, but he's mid. Like it, It's just like things like this kept happening to the point where it was like, okay, we need to actually solve this problem. That was such a biggest hole. But then they almost oversolved it because now all we have is small forwards. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't think like, yeah, this is it's not an ideal roster construction, man. And I think the fact that you have such a compounding of one position makes all of them feel less valuable because you can't fully appreciate either any of them because all you really c- can see every single night is that they don't have a guard. Like, like even Jordan Clarkson, like Jordan Clarkson is just like a six man, you know, candidate each year kind of type. Jordan Clarkson has more guard skills in terms of scoring than like pretty much anyone we've had on the team for the last two years. Yeah, that's tough. Man. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. We, I, we, I, even when we first started the show, season one of the Raptors show, around the trade, all we were talking about is how can the Raptors get like a Bogdan Bogdanovich type. Yo, you know, no, like, we got that young. Okay, like, how do we get guards to this team? We were talking about like Malik Monk as, a, as an option. And I'm not trying to say like we were right about this and that. I don't really care about this, like the track record. I'm just meaning like the clear weakness has been how do we get a guard and how do we get a center? They got a center, but they got a center that was like really hard to like fit with the rest of this group. And then they haven't got guards. In fact, they've gone worse in the guard department. Like, So, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, I need the front office to take a different direction. Okay, no, no more 6'9 forwards then. You just want guards. I w- no, let's it, just like. get some shooting, man. Yeah, it's 2023, guys. We've like. been talking about this forever. This is why you're losing games. What amount of culture was Kyle when he left? I feel like it all disappeared. 
I think Kyle took a big presence in the room, man. Everyone speaks in such glowing terms about Kyle. Like, I think when your best player is that unselfish and works that hard and is that willing to sort of share and look out for people, like, that, there's no way to replace that unless you have another special person like that. And I don't think we've had another character like Kyle since then. You know, like, a lot of this Raptors era is going to make Kyle look even better because he made it work despite the fact that the rosters look kind of similar. You know what I mean? So... But this is the vacuum now. Like, people have started talking about this, too. Like, after that Utah loss, like, mm. leadership in the locker room. Who's, who's competitive like up? Kyle? Because I know that locker room's quiet. You yeah. think Kyle would have just been like, oh, we lost, you, we blew a 17-point to lead to Utah after the game. It's going to be mad quiet in there? But, like, this has been a problem for this team. And, like, huh? they've openly talked about it, like, not communicating and all this stuff and, like, needing to communicate better on, like, just basic stuff. Mm. Like, I don't know. Oh, wow. The Milwaukee Bucks have hired Trevor Gleason as an assistant coach under uh, Adrian Griffey. Remember him? Oh, yeah. The Aussie? Yeah, the big anyway. Glee. The um, big Glee is crazy, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, man. These questions are tough. Um, oh, keep going. Keep going. We need, to, we need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, man. What realistically can the Raptors tank enough to guarantee picking in the top six? And retaining their protected uh, okay, let me look up Tankathon one 2024 first-round draft pick from the Spurs. What would the remainder of the season need to look like? Yeah, so basically, I mean, I guess we've said this a million times. If it's in the top six, the Raptors keep their pick. If it's outside seventh or higher, it goes to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the notion that this is a quote-unquote weaker draft so you might be better off giving the pick away this season so then you don't have a first-round pick owing mm-hmm. in because then it, it goes to 2025, 2026, and it hampers how the team can move in terms of moving draft picks. Okay. Let me – so if I don't – I think I have this correct, though. Yeah, okay. So I'm on the odds website. So the Raptors are only top six protected, right? So essentially, if you want to guarantee – that there's like a 100% chance of you keeping this pick, you need to be either the worst team in the league or the second worst team in the league. Yeah, because then you can drop only to... Yeah. You won't drop out of the top six. So when you, get, when you get to the third worst record in the league, you you have could, a, there's a 7% chance that that pick slides down to seventh. And who's the third worst right now? Third worst right now is Wizards, which the Raptors are playing in 20 minutes. Or, yeah, in 40 and, minutes. And, how, and what's their record compared to ours? Their record, I think they got like six wins. Um, okay. And that's a big gap, man. That's a decent like gap. Like the fact it, it, that we're five wins up on the Wizards, yeah. that's a huge gap. Already. So to get to the fourth worst record, when you're the fourth worst record, there is a uh, – essentially there's a 20% chance of you either sliding to seventh or eighth. So already you're already looking at a point where one in five, there's a chance that you lose your pick, even though you're the fourth worst team in the league. Okay. Uh, when you get to the fifth worst record in the league, there is like uh, like almost a thirty percent chance, like like no, it's like a thirty five percent chance of losing your pick at that point. And when you're the uh, that's the fifth worst. When you're the sixth worst team in the league, like there's like more than a fifty percent chance of you losing your pick to San Antonio. So you would have to be like ideally. Like realistically, you have to be the fourth worst team in the league right now to keep the pick this year, just to maintain a four and five chance of keeping the the the, the lottery uh, or the yeah the lottery pick from conveying this season. Like it's not good, man. It's not good. Like yo, they, they really set themselves up not to tank. Not only because they traded the pick, but they traded the pick with this specific 
protection in mind. But they bet so hard yeah. on the fact that trading for Jakob was going to make them into a good team. Like, yeah. in the front office's minds, it was like, okay, like, we're going to be picking, like, in the, like, 15 to 20 range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll just give that pick away, and that'll be worth it for Jakob. Yeah. Like, there's, like, an arrogance attached to that, too. Like you call arrogance it arrogance or, like, like miscalculation? It's a carelessness, too. Here's the thing. It's also top one to six protected in 2025 and one to six protected in 2026, which means, essentially, to keep this pick from never conveying to San Antonio, you need to be one of the three or four, at, at worst, four uh, worst teams in the league for the next three years just to get out of this. After that, it becomes two second-round picks. So the, I think at minimum they thought, okay, we'll convey it in this year because it's a bad draft. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's a bad draft. It just seems like everyone says it's a bad draft. So, okay, whatever. They want to convey it in this year. But, like, if you want to tank and keep it, like, you basically need to be the fourth worst team in the league. And right now, um, in terms of the worst teams in the league, the Raptors obviously aren't the worst team. Detroit has two wins, which is so funny to look at. San Antonio got four. Yo, John Moran got double the wins of the Pistons. In Yo, like in one days. week, man. Uh, Washington Wizards got five. Charlotte's got seven. Portland's got eight. And Toronto's at 11. Memphis is already up at 10, by the way. So they're up, about to catch the Raptors. Oh, Memphis is going to breeze past the Raptors quick. So we need to get worse than Portland and Charlotte to get to an 80% chance of keeping the pick this year. Yeah. That's not good, man. This you did not design the draft pick. Like You told me San Antonio wouldn't have done this deal if you said top 1 to 14 protected. This is just not a fun exercise. Top 1 to 10 protected, even? Because you could, you could keep a top 10 pick. Like, they Man. left themselves no outs. You know, like, we're chasing a gunshot straight. Like, that's exactly what we're Man, doing. Man, that Jakob trade not looking good, man. I want Brad Stevens. <laughs> yo, Brad, I'm t- I, yo, I, I made the point, like, a couple shows ago that, like, Brad Stevens as a GM has probably done better than Brad Stevens as a head coach because he's consistently brought, like, actual pieces that fit to the roster. Like, imagine if we had Derek White, bro. Yeah. Just got a text to say the starting lineup. All right. What, did oh, they wow. change the starting lineup? What? Did it change? Uh, well, this is this this is the funniest the part about. This will be irrelevant when the pod comes out. They have not changed. Well, I don't haven't seen the starting lineup change, so I'm not really sure what this person is saying here. All yeah. right, next question. All right, why did we get rid of a top five coach when he was ultimately right with not going deep into the bench, considering sixty percent of the roster is filled with non NBA players? Yeah. Um. I think to me, do we owe Nick an apology? I don't think. Okay, I don't think like there's a difference between we owe Nick an apology versus like um, we were, it were wrong. wrong to to fire him. First off, it's officially that the Raptors fired him, but like he was ready to move on, man. Right. He's fully ready to move on. So sure, the situation that kind of played itself out. I don't want to like go over all the the old territory, but. Um, yeah, I mean, even just the calling out the players, like, it, it just kind of wears down on the group mm-hmm. on a way. And things run their course, you know? Like, I don't think it was tenable to bring him back. Nor I don't think was he particularly interested in coming back to this. Yeah, breaking. So, Gary is in the starting lineup. Oh, wow. For Dennis. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see how it goes. You know what, Darko? Cash, I appreciate Joe this. Joe Cash finally applied that pressure. I, I, you know what? <laughs> let's see if we got, st- let's see if we got <laughs> Steph Curry coming off the bench now. Let's, let's just see that, but... No, I appreciate Darko for at least changing it, man. Like, again, like, we just need to see if it works differently. That's all. See if it works against the Wizards. If it works against the Wizards, so be it, man. Like, God, damn. We are really in the dumps right we're now. We're in the dumps, man. We got to be worse than the Wizards or we got to beat, beat the Wizards. So, 
Anyways, Nick yeah. Nurse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the the, the 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 train had passed. I think that's what it's the train had left the station, kind of thing. Mm, so, mm. yeah, I think I was more concerned with who they actually hired as the replacement more than anything else. Yeah. So the next one is serious question: Is Messiah allowed to inquire about Jordy Fernandez? Because um, Jordy did an awesome job with Team mm-hmm. Canada, and I think he's a better fit to motivate this team. Well, I I, I said this earlier, but. Um, when the Raptors did their interview processes, it wasn't necessarily clear who was one of the finalists. I just assumed that Jordy was one of the finalists. And Jordy told you himself. Because I did the interview. Yeah, you can go back and look on the podcast feed. There's one with like a one-on-one with Jordy Fernandez. And we honestly spoke for 40 minutes about Team Canada's journey and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of that, I asked him for the last five minutes about the Raptors job and, you know, hiring and interviewing for it. And I knew that as part of the Raptors, like, decision-making process that what they did with the finalists was they brought them into a mock press conference setting. Yeah. So, and, they, and they showed a little, they bit showed an open, open gym. gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I don't feel uncomfortable revealing that because they literally publicized them themselves. And in this case they had like, um, you know, MLSC employees, like do the, the questioning rather than like actual like mm. team reporters, no offense. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, they didn't have like me and <laughs> they didn't have me in there. <laughs> No, but like seriously, they they had like team employees, et cetera. But like part of the process was like, how would you handle yourself in a in a press conference scenario, right? And they showed like the footage of Darko going through that. So I asked the question of like, you know, oh, this the Raptors had a pretty innovative like uh, interviewing technique. Um, you know how the, how was that for you? And Dar- and then Jordy said, why? Well, you know, I wouldn't really know because I wasn't I didn't make it to that part. So he wasn't one of the three finalists. I don't Believe think so. Believe to be three. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. so. No, but if he told you that himself, like you know. Yeah, yeah. So because it was reported, I, I don't thought think it was down, down to him, that's... Scariolo, and Darko. Well, those are the three names mentioned the most. Um, Kenny Atkinson also kind of got thrown in there a little bit. Oh yeah, my boy David Adelman. David, Ad- <laughs> yeah, you hate David Adelman. I don't man. hate him. He just, you know, <laughs> looks a little young. <laughs> Doesn't look like he could command as a head. Oh, coach. okay, all right, man. We get into that. We get into that territory again. But no, seriously, like I, I think, yeah, Jordy. I, I don't even think he made it that far. I mean, he, you're allowed to hire an assistant coach. There's, there's definitely no rules against that. Yeah, there's no rules against that. I don't know. It's you, just you would generally like to ask the team for permission, but it's a huge faux pas in the league if you're going to block someone's promotion. As skeptical as I am of Darko. I do leave room to be like, and you mentioned this earlier, like it's not fair to him. Yeah. Like I mean, the roster own, that he's working with. In his own words, there are no Steph Curry's no, but coming off the bench, man. That's why it's like it's an uh, impossible situation for any coach. Yeah. I don't think it takes away from like some of the flaws that I think he has as a head coach. Mm-hmm. But like, man, it's so hard to evaluate. And again, it's the front office putting themselves in another like no-win situation. Mm-hmm. You've hired a new coach. But, like, how are you really allowing yourself to, like, evaluate this mm-hmm. person? Anyways. All right. Um, yeah, we can wrap up. There's just a couple more. There's no – yeah, let's go. We got some fun questions or what? Yeah, okay, fun ones. This one, I believe, is from Dr. Shankar. Shouts to Shankar. Shouts and to what you. you do. Shouts Appreciate to you. Dr. Shanks. Thanks for saving lives, literal lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real job. Um, yeah, that's the grind right there. Best and worst gifts to receive this holiday – as a Raptor fan. As a Raptor fan. Best, obviously, you know, prehistoric. Uh, I agree, honestly. Yeah. Like, what's the worst? What's the worst jersey 
you could receive uh, right now. A Paul a Pierce, a Paul Pierce Nets. No, no, but like a, a current Raptors. Oh, like on the custom, team. Custom, custom. What year is this? Twenty three. Custom yeah. twenty three. Ryakovich. <laughs> Yo, that's that's wild, man. Or like, Can you even get that? An eighty eight Webster. <laughs> Yo, relax on my boy, Bobby, man. That's our guy. One you cheery for his uh, one ring. Yo, relax, man. One is already more than I ever thought we'd get, man. Um, What's the toughest jersey right now? T- hardest jersey right now on the Raptors? If you got a Garrett Temple jersey, yeah, I'd be like, okay, but why? Like, you know, like, it's hard. It's hard to rep the raps right now, man. If you got a Thad Young jersey, if you got Otto Porter jersey, yo, let me ask you, man. Otto Porter, what number does he wear? Ooh. Yo, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going to get this. Yo, this is hard. I'm going to look it up myself. I don't um, think I know it, man. Yo, that's tough. I'm going to start referring to Otto as his, by his number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I need, a, I need to know if he's in the 20s or the 30s. He's, uh, he used to be in the 20s. Now he is in his 30s. Like the number? Yes, yes. The number? It's, it's 30. It's not 30. It's not 30? Yo, man. 33? No, close, but no. 32? Yeah, it's 32. So generic jersey number, man. Thirty two is hard. I'm gonna start referring to him as thirty two. He used thirty two. Like, yo, 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 we need thirty two. <laughs> yo, yo, we need thirty two. Run thirty two, man. Run thirty. You know, because John ja- ja Moran was like call twelve, which oh, by the yeah, way, yeah. fully yeah. needs no, call the call police. Thirty two. <laughs> call twelve is the funniest thing, man. What number is Thaddeus Young? Thad Young is yo. Come on, man. You know Thad Young's jersey number? He's a thirty two, right? No, he's not thirty, man. What is? He's a twenty two. Close. No, is that Flynn? That that is Malachi, by the way. Yeah. Twenty. Except for rookie Malachi, really rookie Malachi, I think. Twenty one. That young. Yeah. Twenty one. Haven't seen these guys, man. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't play. Yeah. Um. Because I think for a while, didn't you call him twenty one average for a while too? That wasn't me. Man. That wasn't you. Sorry. That's sorry. That's my your bad. Own my bad. My bad. Leave me out of this, man. My bad. My bad. Sorry. That young. It was not Alex Wong who said Holy. that. Man. I'm sorry, guys. If you could teach Raptors players to fusion dance, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. like Dragon Ball, which two players would you fuse? Okay. So if you could fuse two Raptors players. Okay. That's a pretty good question. Yeah, shout out to you, Terrence. We're definitely reaching the Ooh. end. Here. When the fusion dance comes up, it's a wrap. Gary and Pascal's a fusion is pretty sick. So they, so Pascal doesn't shoot 9% from three. <laughs> Yo, relax. He's got up to like 20 or something. Shooting single dishes from three? <laughs> Oh man! I feel like you should like collect flagrant foul points. For Yo, <laughs> oh, shooting nine is enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I think I Pascal guess the most Gary normal one good. you could say like Pascal and Scotty or something. No, you know what? Actually, OG with a Dennis with Dennis's like um, nimbleness and dexterity and handling the ball would be pretty sick. Okay, so you're saying it's still OG's a size. It's OG's size, but he's inherited but he Dennis's like dribbling and, and quick movement and stuff. Okay. Because Dennis is a quick mover and stuff. He just, like, he's too small sometimes to finish. Yeah. Um, if Jakob inherited <laughs> Grady, Grady's three. So he's just, shooting. like, shooting threes? Yeah, I want to see by the season end, because I want to see Jakob shoot a three so bad, man. And not a half-court heave. Like, I want to see him, like, like, like launch it from one. three. Like, he's doing a triple handoff with five seconds left. Nobody's cutting and getting open, and he's like, yeah, nah, screw it. I got to shoot this. Like, no, I like that. I need that. I need that, man. Like Next that. time we interview uh, Jakob, I'm going to ask him to shoot a three. Yeah, you'll definitely be interviewing Jakob again. Um, <laughs> we'll finally, see. from our guy Kai. Yeah, what's up? AKA Beast. What's up, man? He wants you to just know. call him Beast? is nuts, man. He wants to know 
which two Raptors players like do we resemble? Do we like, resemble as a duel? What does that mean? We gotta man? think about this. What though. does that mean? It's just like as a duel type. Okay, what does that mean? No, it's just like because we're like a duel type. Okay. So if you were to do like a Raptors like all time like comp. Like for vibes or for like yeah our yeah games? yeah just like vibes and stuff our vibes okay got well, you I, was, got I always like the I always like the Kawhi and Jeremy Castleberry oh word yeah. oh do you mean do oh yeah, like yeah, duels yeah, like that yeah, got yeah, you got yeah. you got you why was this so hard man this no, guy no, no, on, no this guy on Duolingo <laughs> oh man I've been studying from I've been studying my Mandarin man Japanese for all the yin that I'm handling no there's no way <laughs> there's no way no I don't I don't four songs. Yo, um, Beast, we might need to think a bit on this one. I know you wanted an duos. answer. I know you want an answer for this. Uh, man, there's like, who's who's a famous Raptors duo? It's like Tracy and Vince. Yeah, it was like Kyle and DeMar type. Kyle and DeMar. Uh, f- you know, Fred and Pascal, I guess. Were they yeah. a duo? No, we need more obscure ones. Uh, TJ Ford and Jose Calderon? Yep, yep. Do we have like no- a two-headed like... Noah s- Lewis and the Noah scoreboard? <laughs> Noah Lewis and... Uh, um, Azeltam, God. Um, man, that's tough. Yo, Beast, we'll get which, back do, to you on this. Which duos do we have? Beast, we're gonna think about this. Somewhere. It's not exactly like we have a done a Splash Brothers kind of thing. Yeah, we got we got to think about this one. All right, Will's got to go watch Raps Wizards. Yeah, and Alex has got to go take a nap because he's exhausted. Happy bro. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. Thank seriously. you for for you know I know the Spotify Wrapped. I don't know why that came out like a month early. Yeah, uh, I guess it's, it's for got, content. I mean, yeah, why not? But appreciate. Appreciate everybody, you know, listening to the Raptor show, all this stuff this year. Uh-huh. Sending in questions, all this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Appreciate all the questions, man. If, if Alex had more time on this, we could have done, if Raptors were paella, what would oh, be the ingredients? Yeah. Uh, we could have done this relatively new basketball fan from England. Started following the NBA towards the end of the 2021 season. Never watched a game of basketball before. Um, and... <coughs> There's no chanting because in football culture, there's a lot of chanting. So they try to come up with a Scotty chant. The chant was they all said that they we were mugs. Do, 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 do for not drafting Jalen Suggs. Do, 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 do. Scotty's got us on a roll. Do, 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 do. The Larry O'Brien is coming home. Do, 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 do. crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know if that's the cadence that you guys no. wanted, but I'm just trying to read off the sheet here. It's like you know? if we trying to win, do, 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 do. Why are we playing Malachi Flynn? Do, 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 do. <laughs> It's not that hard, man. You know when Malachi starts, they, they say in for the win. It's Malachi Flynn. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man. Just say we the North at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did. I did miss this whole page. Yeah. Someone also said we did Raptors players as succession characters. Oh, And then man. we have to do Raptors players as Sopranos characters. Yo, I haven't, I feel we like have I for- to prep. The problem with, like, these, like, drafts. I feel like I've forgotten about and, No, and, like, players as characters, characters, it's like... we. This this requires real prep. Yeah, what do you mean? Top of mind, I'm like, yeah, no, like, you know, like uh, OG has big pussy. Yeah, like, OG, <laughs> OG's good, man. Christopher Montasanti. Oh man, who's got the thickest eyebrows on the team? That's Christopher Montasanti. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know a couple of little carmines, but yeah. we're not gonna get into. Wow. That. Um, and then Alex, I've heard you spitting bars on the show before, so I'd like to hear what you think. And see what you can come up with, too. This is Chris Jackson from England. Shout oh, out yeah. to Chris Jackson. Shout out to you, mate. This is a great one, man. I don't know if we will be singing, uh, they all said that we were mugs, but I appreciate <laughs> this. And I do think that there's a huge difference in atmosphere between American sports and... Uh, Yo, I think it would be yeah. kind of cool, like, to the point of this, it's like, if each each team did pick up these chances, though. Yeah. Like, even when I was in Japan over the summer, like, going yeah. to a baseball game, like, they have chants for, like, every player. Why don't we chant? And I like the spirit of that. 
I like the idea that like you know, there's certain arenas around the world, like Anfield, for example, yeah, in Liverpool, Which where it's Mark like Stein's gonna start a GoFundMe <laughs> to get you to. Yo, shout to Mark, shout to Mark Stein. Um, but like, there are certain arenas around the world where it's like they'll try to pick up the team when they they sense that the team is dragging. Yo, that team this needs is to pick me up. This is what I'm saying. It's That's like, the big difference. You can always cheer after great moments. If you cheer them to lift them when they're down, I think that's what makes the crowd special. This is what I'm like. Raps fans used to do that more often. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. They really did. But it's like I'm not trying to be like oh, back in back in the old day kind of thing. But. When you're like 11 and 18 or whatever, like, is it good yeah. or bad if you have a fan base who's like constantly still cheering you on? I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. You can do that and still hold the front office accountable. Right, right, right. Because you can still root for the players. Because I feel like back the players, like you gotta. Ba- I mean, not back the players as like it, you know, regardless of what they do. Like if they like are bad people or they commit crimes or they're like playing, they're, they're like the playing below standards. Right now. Yeah, like I wouldn't back the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> I'd back like maybe four of them, but like damn. Um, yeah, but I mean, ultimately, the only if, thing if, I'd back is Lamelo speeding out the garage. <laughs> no, that's tough, man. I don't back that either, man. <laughs> why? Why is he ignoring traffic laws? Um, also, why there's nobody on the street in Charlotte? Yo, it's man. Charlotte. It's man. just empty, man. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like generally speaking, if you see the team is down, like I would love for the crowd to try to pick them up. It's not always on them. Like if you're down every game, like okay, then whatever, don't pick them up. But yeah. How, Damn, do you think, how do you think these Dennis conversations is going to go now that he got benched? Um, you think he's going to want to talk about it? I don't know, man. Not my problem. Um, <laughs> I guess it's not. No, nah, I'm right. telling you, man. It's more my questions. Yeah. This Dennis stuff is chill, man. Dennis is a good guy, he man. He's getting so worked up over this stuff. Like, Dennis has been in the league for how many years? Like, 10 years now? Yeah. Close to that? No, that's funny because after one of the games, I'm like, man, the Raptors lost and we got Dennis on the show. Like, how do you think he's going to be? And you're like, yeah, well, I think he's lost like a thousand games in his career. So maybe just relax. Yeah. And I think, you and know, you're right. He has lost a thousand times between like high school and like coming up. And uh, in, even in the league, he's probably got like 400 losses at minimum or something like that. So. And the thing people got to realize, too, it's like I, I see a lot of people on Twitter always with the reaction of being like, oh, this is going to be an awkward conversation. Like, it's not going to be. I mean, he's an adult, man. That's actually you one of the reasons games. we like talking to Dennis. He's an adult, man. All right, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you later.